Updog fella. Look good, feel good, play good. We got some new Adidas golf swag coming the fella's way. I don't know if any new golf swag would help your game, but, but I love it. Adidas is excited to introduce new offerings within the go-to apparel collection that allows you to bring your style to the golf course. Not the traditional golf uniform. Go-to brings a fresh attitude to the game wherever you play. You'll look good on and off the course while enjoying all the technical benefits that let you play your best. Featuring streetwear-inspired style, the go-to collection rewrites all the rules and encourages you to express your style through every swing. Explore the new go-to collection on adidas.com slash golf. Fella. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a fresh new episode of Missing Curfew. I'm Shane O'Brien coming to you from Hall Pass Media in beautiful Newport Beach. Fella, 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 this is the Updog. I'm still out in the Hamptons at beautiful Kevin Shattenkirk's place here in Sag Harbor. Uh, excited to be with you boys again for a wonderful show. And uh, Jimmy Scoops, where are you at, fella? Boy, Scoops, he's here back on the East Coast. Been living here all summer like I've been, you know, just chilling. Up dog, how nuts has it been, though, with the weather over here? Every weekend in July, it has rained. And I tell you what, boys, my golf course, when it gets wet, she's fucking wet and it's no carts. I had a walk 18 the other day. Oh. It's pretty good on my barrel right now, but fuck, boys. I need the rain to stop ASAP. Yeah, speaking of the golf, Hazy, I've been playing some high-quality golf out here. Oh. But I have to say, teeing it up on Saturday at Friar's Head with, uh, with a buddy of mine, Rom, I was a little hung titty. I actually think I got drugged from the night before. I'm just going to throw this out there. I literally... Uh, uh, well, I... Uh, <laughs> You could call it think or or whatever. We'll go something that. slipped. Something slipped in my drink, good or bad. Uh, I woke up the next morning for Saturday British Open golf, boys. I, I tune in. I'm hanging with Izzy. I am complete hung titty. I got a noon tea time at one of the best clubs, Friars Head in the country. I get out there. It's hazy. You know what the heat's like. It's probably 90, 95. And you got the swass going. Boys, I had to go through two gloves. I was leaking oil. Obi, I probably shot 80, 87. It was not perfect. It wasn't perfect. So, you know, I I, I wish I would have been in your group that day. Fuck. Yeah. (laughs) It was was easy money. I started drinking after like the seventh, eighth hole because I needed to just get back to like a good buzz. Um, But man, you hazy. She's sticky. Uh, but nothing's like just teeing it up out here on sick tracks. This, this long Island has some of the best courses. I played Friars head yesterday. I played Maidstone, which is ranked top 40, oh, yeah. that place is um, right on the water. Beautiful spot. Uh, shout out to my boy, Ted for, for the tea time there. Um, and then shinny and national like a couple weeks ago. So, I mean, obs, this place is titty for golf. Uh, next time got to get the boys out here for a little, a uh, little road show, a little, little tea time. There is no way I'm going to fucking the East Coast in July. I'm sure there is zero percent chance <laughs> that I am going to play those courses when it's a hundred fucking. Unless it's Nantucket, I, I'll go to Nantucket with you boys, but I ain't leaving Cali in July to go fucking that fucking humidity, man. No chance. But let's talk about your boy Shaddy, man. That's something Tampa's doing that's super cool, right? Broadway, they're letting all the boys from uh, two years ago get the cup. I saw Shaddy, Updog brought it to yep. Madison Square Garden, a little salt in the wound. 
Oh, I love that he did that too. Cause I remember I was talking, I said, I thought I wanted him and McDonough to get a nice photo together, just sitting outside <laughs> of Penn Station holding that thing up. I mean, the Shaddy sent me the text, gave him the invite down. I just couldn't get down to New York that weekend, but I was jealous because he had a lot of the boys, a lot of his college buddies there, and they looked like they were having a good time. And we all know Kevin Shattenkirk. He's throwing a party and he's throwing it the right way. So up Yeah, there, they had the Sorry, Obes. They had, listen, they had the Gansevoort rooftop and oh. he had the DJs in there. He had all his buddies there. I uh, put on a sick party. I, like I said, I was here. Uh, I looked at all those blades, right? Those helicopters that get you back. There wasn't one that worked out where I could like finish the golf game, jump on the bird, meet Shaddy, see Lord Stanley. Um, but man, just really good to see what he did back home with the, with the young kids, saw his family. And then brought it right to Manhattan to have an absolute time with it, just like the boys would do. But it, it was it was pretty special for him. I see him with the Stanley Cup, and I'm like, wait a second, Upshaw's in his fucking house in the Hamptons. Where's he going to have the shaker? It's just that's just Updog's luck, eh? He I'm goes like, to rent a guy's place, and the guy brings the cup back to it. It's I'm, just epic. I'm like, this Shadkirk's a good guy. He knew he was going to get the cup, and still rented his pad up. So I was like, don't worry about it, Uppy. You can have my house. I'll have the shaker in Manhattan Beach. So. Um, hey, no, this is funny though. He he texts me and he's like, I'm thinking, fuck, what, what, what's he got going on? Did he get traded? Like (laughs) what? He's like, I got something to tell you. The team's giving me the cup on Saturday. I'm having a fucking shaker in NYC. You're coming. I'm like, (laughs) I'm going to try. It was on Thursday. He literally had two, two or three days to plan this. So shout out to his, shout out to his crew and his wife, Deanna for putting together just an epic thing with the. I think they had the drink luge, the Shattenkirk Stanley Cup drink luge, and yeah. um, he killed it. He killed it. So uh, happy for him that he got his day with the cup. You know, guys like Braden Coburn, Bogosian, um, also guys that really didn't get a, a day with the cup, but then they watched their you know their team win another one. Um, so just an epic way for the NHL to get these guys you know their day. That's the most special thing almost than winning the thing and spending it with your teammates is spending it with your family and friends back home. So really cool and. Um, you know, Shaddy, the place is uh, place hasn't burnt down here yet. So, I <laughs> uh, come back whenever you want, fella. <laughs> so we we had the keep, we had the keeper of the cup on, and I guess either way they were going to try to do it. But if Montreal won it, it was going to fuck everything up for guys like Shaddy and Bogosian. So oh. I'm sure they're already cheering for their ex teammates. But imagine watching that scoop. You'd be like, come on, get in that fucking shooting lane. I need that cup back in Dorchester. <laughs> Knowing that you have a, an epic night lined up that could potentially be ruined if the Canadians win, I would be fucking furious. But I would have been sitting there shatty seeing the cup of what was it four days before and the thing's fucking dented. I yeah. get this cup and it's going to be all dented. I mean, it just goes to show you the cup. They can fix that thing real quick. But, man, that's so cool the NHL is able to do that. And, you know, those guys deserve it. You know, they had a long year. They win the Stanley Cup and they don't get to party with it. And then they finally get their chance. Fuck. Hats off to the NHL. They did get that cup looking fucking fresh eh? after like when I saw the picture of it, I'm like, oh, Instantly. that's, that's going to be on the shelf for probably a week or so. They got to maybe send it back to Hall of Fame <laughs> or what. I don't know where the fuck it went. Two days later, I saw a picture. It looked like fucking up dog coming out of the hotel room. It was just fresh. Everything looking good. <laughs> I was like, how'd they do that so quickly? So it was impressive. That's just how like a guy like Frosty just fixes your blade in like yeah. 30 seconds when you come yeah. off the ice and you're like, ah, get escape, right side, right side. <laughs> and Frosty just says, quack, quack. And he sends you back out on the ice and just ready to go. <laughs> Oh fuck! It. It's a classy move by the Stanley by the NHL in Tampa because those guys deserve it, like you said. Uh, Open Championship boys, did you? Uh, 
I had some guys up, dog. I didn't come even close. I had Spieth, but he kind of gave it a good goal. But that Colin Morikawa, man, that guy's legit. Him and Tiger are the only guys to do it before 25 up, dog. Incredible. Uh, poised. Didn't make any, I mean, any crucial errors. He didn't have any three putts, Obi, in 72 holes. Pretty impressive. Um, for a guy his age, too, to uh, to step on the back nine at the British Open with all those fans and, and complete hooligans just yelling at you and doing everything. I mean, it is... Uh, it is a tournament that was played like it was, uh, geez, it was played like they were playing in South Florida with the sunshine and just, and, and, you know, no wind and nothing, you know, mint conditions. It's like they're at big Canyon. Oops. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, but what, what he, he made two or three like kind of errors on the back nine and he got up and down like one, one from behind the green. That was just insane. Uh, from the tall stuff. I mean, that that to me shows uh, shows a sign of another young star that's going to be a you know a hell of a golfer for for years to come and um, you know uh, I I was actually really really impressed I, I sat on the couch had a couple of Guinnesses which I'm having right now and took in a nice nice little English uh, English British Open it was pretty pretty awesome. I'll be, I'm with you. Every time I turned it on, and I was up in Tahoe with the Big Canyon boys in that golf, in that Chinese golf tournament. But every time I turned on, it looked like California. I'm like, I need fucking rain. I need wind. I need umbrellas, bro. I need these guys battling the elements a little bit. Like that's what makes the open the open. Yeah, I, I actually I wanted a couple more bogeys in that final round because yeah, I love the playoff hawk uh, playoff hockey playoff golf. I think is electric, and I had John Rahm in one of my uh, pools that I'm in, so I was hoping he made a run. He made a nice little run, but. But that Murakawa, like him and Spieth, I I find I, I know they're professionals and it's their job, but they don't miss like ten footers, like ten footers with a little bit of bend. They just drain them and they just kept doing it. And like I, I'll be that whole you're talking about, I was like, oh, perfect, this is gonna be a bogey. Now uh, Spieth will be within one shot, up and down par. I'm just scratching my head, like you gotta be fucking shit me. Thank God I wasn't live betting because I would have got fucking rinsed again. <laughs> thank God, Boys, I don't, thank John, God speak, I don't know how to use my live betting. John, <laughs> I tried Broadway. I couldn't figure it out. Thank God. You got to show me next time you're in town. I would have lost anyways. Hey, that John Rom, by the way, he, I don't know if you saw, he was fucking, he could have went low, low, low. He lipped out maybe five putts yeah. that, I mean, this guy, he was like four or five shots back, but like he could have went, you know, 64, 63 that day. It was, it was pretty impressive, uh, you know, impressive outing by that man. Did you see DJ? Speaking of DJ, this fucking beauty. Earlier in the week, they asked him about calling at the Open Championship to the British Open. And he's just like, I don't know. I called it the British Open when I grew up. And then the guy's like, well, what if we call it the U.S. Masters? He's like, yeah, you could call it the U.S. Masters if you want. Basically saying, like, who gives a fuck what you call it, man? All right? It's like, it's the British <laughs> Open or the Open Championship. I just thought it was a fucking great interview by. I still call it the British Open. Yeah, I call it the British Open. Call Marikawa. Marikawa called it the British Open when he won it. So I guess that pisses those guys <laughs> off over there, though. They want it to be the Open Championship. Those guys from the UK. Yeah. So, um, but always great, great, uh, good, good time on him. So, boys, we got a segment by our good friends at Good Life called Starting Lineups. Uh, Princey, this fucking beauty, put the um, the trainer for the Tampa Bay Lightning, Jason Berger. His starting lineup in the finals was absolute fire. I mean, he was like the Russian assassin, Miguel Shergachev, and like fucking chest bumped him. Um, it got me fired up, boys, wherever I was. Broadway, did you have a guy or were you the guy doing that to get the boys fired up? I, hey, I, I don't like to really toot my own horn, but I bet if you go ask a bunch of old teammates, especially in New Jersey, when I got the starting lineup, the boys were ready. I always had all my starting lineups were sponsored. They were sponsored by Red Bull. They were sponsored 
by uh, Waste Management. Think green. Think waste management from Everyday Protection to Environmental Collection. Think green. I had Brazers. I had strip club sponsoring these things. So I love the starting lineup. And the best thing about it is it's, if you went on a heater, one, I knew I wasn't going to get scratched. And two, I knew I got the lineup the next night. So I loved having the lineup. Boys, I got an epic story in my first World Juniors. And this guy, this trainer I had was my trainer at under 18 when I was, uh, I had toots on my squad, Stephen Weiss. And, and anyway, this guy, Colin Robinson, we called him Toledo. We're over in Czech Republic. <laughs> And we're in these tiny little fucking rooms, right? And this guy would get so fired up before the games. He'd just, he'd sleeves up. He'd start like chugging Gatorades and he'd start running around the room, like running into the walls. Or if, if like one of the big, like boy Wicca was standing up, he'd come in and shoulder boy Wicca, right? And he'd be all fired up. Well, this one time he, uh, he fucking so fired up. He goes and like jumps into the door the main door and he goes right through it. He took the full fucking door down and we were like, Holy fuck. Okay. Toledo's fired up boys. Let's go. Like he was gone. He flew right through the door. Um, so the, I, I remember those. And then actually funny, uh, he would make kind of everyone he'd like call a guy and you'd have to do something stupid. So I did this like spinorama, you know, you set up the Gatorade bottles and those two big jugs and all the cups yeah. are there. So I did this like spinorama ninja kick. And I like do the, you know, the fucking UFC ninja kick. And I try to kick the the top of the, the cups off, but I actually hit the full jug and all the blue Gatorade just goes <laughs> fucking flying all over the guy's gear and shit right before the match. So that wasn't perfect, but uh, always got the boys going. So shout out to my boy Toledo. But these trainers, boys, when they get fired up, I mean, Walker it's nothing good. better. It gets us all fired yeah, up. Oh yeah. We're ready to rock. And uh, it's that internal kind of energy you find that helps, you know, helps win championships. So it's good to see in Tampa. I'm sure those boys love the those. And they're probably making huge tips after that. right? We got <laughs> to try to get that guy on Jason Berger. What a fucking beauty. And speaking of fired up. Did you see the fucking goal celebrations of the updog on our Instagram yesterday? Those were so You gave one where you fucking did one of these. I was like, World Junior celebrations. I was fucking hurting yesterday after I got done. I was just sitting down on my couch. I was like, I actually need to see that. I'll be like, the boys talking about your goal celebrations was unbelievable. <laughs> hey, that was so. Like I said, and in fact, actually, if you watch that interview towards the end, I go, yeah, you know what? I like to fire the boys up. And this is more for my buddies back home watching it on TV because it's just fucking hilarious. I, I would get off the I like whether I scored in the first period, second period or after the game, I'd come into the room and I'd sneak over to see the phone just to see if anyone saw like the fucking stupid stuff I did after the game. Um, I just for the love of the game, boys. I mean, Funny. and I, I think I would admit and Hazy, you would, too. You never know when you score your last fucking goal. So make it oh, a good, make it, it a good celly. Celebrate oh. hard. Enjoy the moment. Um, I mean, you never know when it's your last one. But, you know, no, shit, I, 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 I used to say, like, guys, I used to score a lot. So I used to get used to it. But now I don't. So I'm just going to fucking fire it up. Yeah. No, and it brings energy to the squad. Like, anytime I see a guy like you on my team fucking get a big goal for us and go fucking crazy with the pumpernickel, it got everybody on the bench fired up. And you could tell up from the boys in that interview, like Stas and Paranko and whatever, they fucking truly loved it. But my favorite quote of the thing was, you're like, I don't really know what I'm doing after I score a goal. So then you're like, well, actually, to be honest with you, I don't really know what I'm doing when I score the goal either. <laughs> <laughs> hey, boys, I would say... I, so the, there was a couple that stand out in my head and I think I mentioned the one, but I score this goal on fucking on Jason LaBarbera while I'm in Nashville. And it's like from the blue line. So I have too much time to think about how to celebrate as I'm going like behind the net. 
And I just pretend like I was going to just like one fist pump in the air and I fucking toe pick and I hit the boards face first and I win myself to the point I can't even breathe, look up and, and I'm in Nashville in a full bar and hazy and it was, it was not perfect. Yannick Perot came up and lift me up. He's like, are you okay? I'm like, ah, can't breathe. <laughs> Yannick Perot. No, I, I Hey, I got a goal celebration I did in college. We need Princey to find this clip and fire it up. Oh, he will. I did the John Wall. I did the John Wall dance, and I swear to God, you know John Wall when he's going like this. And it was like the seventh or eighth goal of the game. It's like eight three. My dad didn't fucking talk to me for a fucking week. <laughs> eight three. He's like, I don't know who the fuck you think you are. We ended up winning like nine seven, so it ended up being the game winning goal. No but way. We need Princey to fire up. We need Princey to fire up this clip because Hazy's legit dancing on the fucking ice. I was fucking embarrassed, but hey, no, you can it's score good. a big goal. You gotta it's love good it. for the game. And Obi, I got one. Up dog, I got one more for you, the boys. I, I get a hat trick against fucking Nashville, which is the first time I got to play my old squad. I'm in Phoenix. I get the third goal and I come around. It was a breakaway. I come around the corner and I'm coming up to the center ice fucking line, literally, because no one was chasing me. I had a full breakaway and fucking Jim Vandermeer is standing there ready to just like take on whatever I'm doing. And I jump into his arms. I break his nose. And I end up straddling him on the fucking center ice line. It was the fucking funniest thing ever. But it all happened so fast. I'm just like, God, I jump in and I, I hit him square on the nose with my shoulder. And I pop his nose Dagger sideways. <laughs> oh, man. And then I, I don't know what to do. I'm sitting there literally straddling him on the fucking ice. It was it was great. So trainer, anyway. trainer, trainer, trainer. Yeah. Those were some fucking NHL sellies. And those are, are those are good for escrow back in the upshell. So I appreciate it. I was still in the league back then. <laughs> you helped me not pay as much escrow. So, uh, boys. The rumor mill, it's back, and it's presented by our good friends at Aura Ring. I didn't get much sleep this weekend, so my numbers would be down, I'll tell you that. But um, the rumor mill, obviously next Wednesday, July 28th, UFA. We'll, we'll talk about that next week. But the big one is Landis Cogboys. Um, I, I talked to some friends in Denver. First of all, I love Landy. If Joel lets him leave, it would be a shame for how far this organization's come, and they're right there. But uh, I heard Broadway, it's term. He wants six years. They're, they're close at six or seven million a year, which I heard Landy's fine with, but he wants six years. They're offering him four. I mean, I just think you got to give your captain six years, Scoopsy. Yeah, you. I think you give him whatever he wants. I, I can't believe this is over term. I thought this was going to be over dollars, but then I read the article saying that he would take less to stay there. I mean, this kid, what is he, 31 at the oldest? Because he's younger than me. I'm 31, so he's 31 at the oldest. You give him six or seven years, that's 37, 38. He takes care of himself. He plays the right way. Everybody there loves him. I mean, if he goes to free agency, I think he's looking at in between that nine and $10 million range. So for him to be able to play at $7 million, I, I think this is going to get done. He, I think he obviously wants to stay there. That team is so close to winning the Stanley Cup. He's one of the main reasons. You cannot let this guy walk. And if it's over term, you you, you got to give him what you, you you have to. I can't believe this is even up for discussion that it's over term. Money he's, makes more sense. He's but 28. Term, no way. He's 28. 28. Born in 92, that's guy, 28, gonna, right? Yeah. He's going to still be playing. I know. The, like, after I six know. years, he's, still, he's, got, he's got 10 more years in him. <laughs> Fucking, this is nuts. Boys, he's an irreplaceable player for me. He's yeah. your captain. He's a, he's a guy that any – there's 20 – there's now 30 come Wednesday. There's 30 teams in the league that would love, you know, Landis Cog on their team. That, sure, I'll take him. What are you kidding me? I don't have to develop this kid. He's already developed into now a 28-year-old captain that can lead my team like through battle. Look at the way he plays. 
he plays hard. He plays fast. He hasn't slowed down. In fact, to me, he's gotten only better. So for yep. me, there's the, the term, if a guy's like over the edge and he starts slowing down and he, and he's playing catch up to me, you gotta like, okay, how important is he for right now? But Landis Cog to me, hasn't slowed down one bit. Um, he fits well with his line mates. They just had career years. Unfortunately, they ran into a Vegas team like that. We saw boys. That was a buzzsaw. Other than that, they probably walk in and take Tampa on head to head in the final. Uh, Landis Cog, I mean, if it doesn't work out there, someone's someone's hitting the lottery because someone's <laughs> got cap. Someone's got cap room for them, and someone's going to have a guy. Cap space. I, I love Swedes too, boys. I love the way they are. Like Alex Steen again, a guy that I think, and I compare him to Steen when he's 28, 30, finding his game, became a leader, a guy that like led everyone in battle, became your off ice captain, on ice captain. Um, he's reminds me of him so much. We had him on the pod, so well spoken. Loves Obi. I mean, anytime you have Obi as your mentor when you're coming up, <laughs> you got yeah, that's value. That's, that's, that's eight years right value. there. Hey, I just told totally him to take it. So. All I told him up he was to take your fucking bucket off and don't get married. That's all I told him. <laughs> <laughs> See, don't get look married, at the guy. He's leading the team right to off. the fucking Stanley Cup here shortly. So I, I um, agree. Yeah, I, like. Sorry, Uppy. I I agree with everything you just said, Uppy. And I guess it comes down to boys, and I want to get your opinion on this. Do you want Landis Cog or do you want to give Grubauer a fucking long-term deal? Now, I'm going to say this about Grubauer. The last fucking memory I have in my head is game six in Vegas when he let the stinker in from the corner. Now, granted, he had an unbelievable year, but if I'm Joe Sackick and I can have my captain or a goalie Broadway, I guess it's a tough decision, but for me, it's Landy all the way. Yeah, not not for me. Landis Cog and doing it twice on Sunday. Doesn't even cross my mind. You, you can go out and find... There's so many goalies. We're going to get into it later, but look at all these goalies that are exposed. I guarantee you could trade for one of these goalies. Landis Gog is the piece that he's like, he's the main piece to one of your the team winning the Stanley Cup. You do not let him go. I agree. And um, Broadway, you've, you're hearing some rumors, obviously, because it's the rumor mill where he may end up if he doesn't sign, which I think Joe will fucking sign him. But where are you hearing if he doesn't sign? Well, like we talked last week, St. Louis, but I, I honestly think there's going to be. 31 teams calling with yeah. him because, you know, you're going to trade guys. You're going to dump salary to land this guy. You're going to make it work. I, but I, I honestly think I like oh, – man, I really do like him in St. Louis would be a good spot. And possibly like one of those California teams like Anaheim. They, like oh. he, the guy likes the, the warm weather, good-looking guy. Bring him out here. I mean, Anaheim could fucking – no, they they would they have, they would have to clear some space and make room for him. And they got some good young talent there as well, I think. I don't, there's so many teams. I think everybody's going to want to crack at this guy. Yeah, I'm hearing I'm hearing Toronto would be in on him. I don't know how the fuck they'd make that work. How? There. There's no know. way. There's no way that There's happens. no way, right? There's no way. They don't have no, no cap space. Yeah. And then I heard the Islanders yesterday, boys. I heard Landy is not, and this is all rumors, folks. Like, don't be fucking coming in our Twitters and ripping us because it's fucking the rumor mill. We're just telling you what we're Actually, hear. do it. Who cares? Yeah, yeah actually, fucking rip us. But I heard he doesn't want to go to St. Louis, Landy. That's what I heard from from a source that I can't reveal, but he doesn't want to go to St. Louis. St. Louis wants him. He doesn't want to go there. So I, I, I don't know. I think I think he stays. I just don't know how they let him leave up, dog. But I, I just, I think Joel gets it done. I think whatever he's doing, he's, he's, he's made it clear that, you know, this is what he wants and he's putting the ball in their court and call it a negotiation tactic or not. Uh, he's not rushing into making any decisions, nor does he have to. A guy like him can wait, and he will he will fuck the market up if he sits back and enjoys 
uh, a couple of weeks of taking phone calls and seeing what's out there. But um, if I'm him, he's not like a guy that's going to, you know, Hoffman where he's going to sit in the weeds and all of a sudden there's a one year deal at like 4 million for him to prove himself. He's, no, he's going he's wherever he wants. Yeah. Um, and you know what? Seattle cracking. You got a new captain. If you, if you bring him in a free agency, Wow. this makes me that. think, Hey, this makes me think are the Boston Bruins going to sit here and wait to make moves? Because if this guy's available, I mean, you don't have to re-sign Krejci and Hall. That that's nine million dollars right there, probably giving Hall seven, Krejci two. Just that's just random math off the top of my head. Fuck, that is that's a nice piece to pick up if you're the Boston Bruins. Yeah, and you know what? As soon as this expansion draft is fucking over here, that's when that's when shit's gonna start getting going, right? But it'll be interesting to see how that unplays with Landy. I hope he gets it done, fellas. Up dog, we can ask our guest about this when he comes on. But uh, there's lots of rumors saying that Vladimir Tarasenko is going to be taken by Ronnie Franchise and then he's going to ship him. If that happens, you think that's a good play? Would you think would you give him a chance in Seattle or is he just a good asset to move and bring in some young prospects and some younger guys for for Seattle and Ronnie? Yeah, I mean if they try to get to the cap obes and I think that that's the play, like if they try to get to the floor somehow um and they take a lot of guys that don't have a lot of term, don't have a lot of years left, maybe one year, uh some restricted free agents you know, they can kind of juggle a situation where, you know, you eat a little bit of salary and you get some huge picks in for Vladimir Tarasenko. Now, Vladdy is made it clear that he wasn't happy in St. Louis and the way that they handled, you know, the rumblings of him not rehabbing correctly or, you know, putting blame on him for him not being in shape. I think this guy right now, I know he was just in Vail and Aspen training with his kids up in the mountains, doing hiking, working out. I think he's in for a big season, boys. So I think, you know, whether it's Philly, I hear rumblings, Philly's on him. I hear he, you know, if you talk to Vladdy, I bet you he wants to go to Florida. All the Russians yeah. want to go play in Florida. I agree. They do. They do. I mean, it's, it's. They love it. So do the Swedes, then, the Americans, Brett, the Canadians. I, totally. totally. <laughs> and now they're, they're like Tampa, like they're winning cups too, right? And they're winning it with Russians. So they're like, these Russian guys are like, fuck it. Hey, I'm going to, you know, whatever yeah. it takes. I'll go to Russia. I'll probably give half my salary, whatever. I don't care. He's so uh, what I do know about Vladdy, he's a competitor. He can score if he's healthy boys. I think, I think the Seattle cracking got to give him a chance. They got to yeah. let him crack that lineup and start, you know, cracking snipes bar down. This guy can shoot the puck still better than most guys. Um, you know, it'd be, it'd be weird to see it would weird to see for me, Vladdy in another Jersey, but I think it's time. He's time to move on. Um, you know, and then Ronnie Francis, like, he knows the importance of having a guy that can shoot the puck on the power play. You can't just put a team together and not have that one true goal scorer. Um, but you got to put the pieces around him. So we'll see. I mean, it's an exciting week to see what happens. But the Vladimir Tarasenko saga is uh, is going to be figured out here very, very shortly. I think, boys. I, I agree, and I think he will. He will probably end up taking him. But for for me, another guy out there, Casey Sezikis. If I'm Kyle Dumas in Toronto, if the Rangers and uh, if the Islanders and Lou can't resign him, that's a guy that would be a great fit. So we'll see how it unplays next uh, unfolds next week, boys. Uh, UFA is July 28th. So that was the rumor mill. That was the rumor mill uh, presented by our good friends at Aura Rings. Updog, I checked the Mystic Curfew notes. I saw that you had a little bit of anger towards our old buddy Dave Poyle, and I said, Updog, <laughs> tell me how you feel, baby. Tell me how you feel. I mean, fuck, he did trade me, but he traded me for Forsberg, so that's not bad. Um, you know what? I uh, 
These two contracts at $8 million is what we don't like, right? We don't like Duchesne at $8 million. The fucking contracts, the Ryan Johansson, the Matt Duchesne boys, like 16 bananas between these two guys with a lot of term left. I mean, no no kidding they're not protected. Princey (laughs) sends us this list. Uh, Princey sends us the list, boys. I go through it the other day. I almost almost puked at just how much money that these two guys are are making, you know, a guy like Landis Cog, you know, McKinnon, these guys aren't even making that. And all of a sudden your whole team's built on, you know, these two guys, you know, mind you, Philip Forsberg, hell of a hockey player. I think he tries and competes all the time. Um, Poyle, I think his time's up, boys. I think it's like, you know, how are you going to mastermind out of this? Like, I, I get it. Your, your tenure in Nashville is, is one that can probably never, ever be repeated. It's It's yeah. truly spectacular to be in this to be in this league for over 20, let's just say how long I've I played 16 years, then 20 years, Nashville. I probably the 20 year anniversary short or shortly or whatever, but he's done an incredible job there. Those two signings are going to really hurt that, that team moving forward. Uh, they got to find a way to bring in some guys. Oops. Um, I just don't see it being, being something uh, that they could just fix overnight there at all. Yeah, you're right, Uppy. And listen, I love. I think Paul's a nice. He's a nice guy. He's maybe the nicest guy. He's almost too nice, nice. guy. He's almost too nice sometimes. Yeah. But um, I believe he's the the most winningest, um, either the American GM or maybe GM in, the, in NHL history. So he's had a good run there. I just think they're going to end up because of these contracts, Uppy. They're going to end up losing Matthias Ekholm, and I think once he leaves town, then there's some big trouble in Nashville. Like I love Roman Yossi. But I just don't think they can't do it without Matthias Ekholm, and he's got one year left. And if they got Duchesne and, Ro- and Johansson at eight million, they're not going to be able to resign him. And I think that's the biggest problem in Nashville Updog, in my opinion. So. Yeah, I played against Ekholm. He's a he's a he's a guy that just eats minutes, eats pucks. Uh, he's obviously another Swede that just fucking <laughs> plays well every night. You know, good, good something suits. about these Swedish defensemen. Good um, and. It's it's one of those things that it just eats you up. A couple of bad decisions like that, you got to question like whether or not the GM's like still fit for the job. And and should we not change the, you know, change the vision or change the course of, of the upcoming you know, the upcoming seasons and your team? Um, I don't know, boys. I just I'm not a big I, Duchesne fan. No, I just remember when both of those contracts were signed. I remember saying to myself, at some point, those are going to be overpaid contracts and they're overpaid way too early. And that, that Johansson, he's one of those guys that always love to fucking chirp me. And I just <laughs> always remember looking at him being like, buddy, you're just one of those guys well, that well, just loves you. you just he, no, I just looked at him and I was like, you're just one of those guys that's so complacent at being just a good forward in this league. Like you have no desire to be a fucking all-star and that's what's going to happen. You signed your fucking ticket and then you take a back seat and that fucking pisses me off because I don't one don't fucking chirp me and two fucking live up to your hype you fucking pussy. Hey, what would he? I love, <laughs> I love it, Broadway. I love it. Bring the heat. What? What would do you remember? What he would chirp you about? Like what? Mixing the water, Broadway. Fucking don't miss a curfew. Oh, me, no, yeah, life. or be like you'll be back down in the fucking minors. I want to be like, yeah, good. I'll be oh. down in the minors. I want to pay twenty percent escrow, making two yeah. and a half. Go fuck yourself. That would always hurt. I, like, I I got that one near the end of my career too. Uh, I remember that big fuck, Mark and Mark. Marcus Hansel up. You remember that big, ugly fuck from Phoenix? Marty Hansel. Yeah. yeah. Is he a good guy? Is he a good guy? Marty's a good good guy. He likes to play cards. He's (laughs) a big gambler. Uh, Super hot wife. I was playing. I was playing in Calgary. We're playing in Phoenix and the writing was on the wall and I was chirping about being a big (laughs) pussy or something. He's like, Oh, Brian, you're not even going to be in the fucking league next year. And I was like, Oh, 
that hurts because it's true. And <laughs> sure enough, like, <laughs> <laughs> it hurts because it's true. Oh, so, that's great. Um, to Dave Poyle, listen, buddy, we're just trying to keep you honest here at Missing Curfew, buddy. You got to figure it out. Um, Broadway, God, you bet with your heart all year on the Philadelphia Flyers because of your brother. You kept taking them down the stretch, and it just kept sizzling you. Their defense was so bad. They make a trade for Ryan Ellis. Uh, they lose Nolan Patrick, but what are your thoughts on this? For me, I think it's a step in the right direction. Uh, they need help on the blue line there, Broadway. Hey, it sure is a step in the right direction, and you know what? I might even go lay a futures bet on it tomorrow. That's how much <laughs> I love the fucking Philadelphia Flyers. But I think the Flyers are not done. But I think this was huge to the the Flyers. They addressed the blue line, and they now they got a guy that is a puck moving defenseman. He blocks shots. He's played a lot of hockey. He's, no, he's a he hasn't won a cup, but he's been a lot of big games. And I think it's just, he said today, I think he had a quote saying like, he's healthy, he's ready to go. And a, a healthy Ryan Ellis was a kid that can move it, shoot it. You know, he's had some experience with like Phil Housley. So he's learned how to play that offensive game. I I, I love what the Flyers are doing here. And I think the Flyers are going to continue to improve uh, both on the, on the, uh, on the offensive side and the defensive side, but you got to wait and see here. Cause I think James Van Riemsdyk gets taken here in the, expansion draft then that's something that's going to have to be addressed as well i agree with that and updog um to go into vegas is nolan patrick and you loved vegas all year and you ended up being right uppy they, they ended up being better than colorado but the one thing we did notice against montreal that speaking of costing the boys money it cost me a bit they couldn't score goals i think this nolan patrick could go in there updog and stay healthy and put the puck in the yep. net for those boys eh? yeah he's got that that thick stick heel curve, watch him on the shootouts. He goes in, he can snipe. Um, for me, he's got a knack around the net. This is what Vegas did not have for me in the playoffs. They, they, you know what? They couldn't keep things simple and just fucking shoot the puck and create havoc. Um, plus I'm always boys. And, and you know this from my career, but I'm an advocate of a, of a change can be such a good thing for a young player. And a guy like Nolan Patrick, a first round kid dealt with injuries, you know, fuck, I've been there. It's yeah. crazy. And and the things mentally you deal with, I hope he takes this opportunity. Boys runs with it. He's in a great organization now. We all know that. We all, uh, you know, we understand just how awesome Vegas is for, for an organization and families and young players. Um, so a great opportunity there. He's going to play with that. He's going to play with some really good players, boys. Yeah. He's going to be slotted in as a top six guy. He's going to get minutes. He's going to be put in the right spot. So, uh, you know, us being West Coast guys, Obi, we're going to see him. And, uh, you know, we hope that, you know, Mr. Todd pickup and the ownership there in, in Vegas uh, made a right call here with this trade. That'd be that'd be a good for for this nice young kid to come out in the desert and do some good things. Yeah, I just hope he stays healthy. And I just remember Broadway, your brother, Kevin, talking about him before the season started. Like we asked him, like, who's good? Who's looking good? And he said Nolan Patrick. And I just think, of you know, a yeah. new spot for him. And on Ryan Ellis, there's no disrespect to Philip Myers because I like him too. He's a big fucking defenseman, old school guy. But Ryan Ellis will come in there, move the puck better, and he plays bigger than he is. He kills penalties. I just think yeah. it's a great pickup for Philly, um, and, and we'll see how it unfolds. But it, I'm telling you, their blue line needs some help. And Chuck Fletcher uh, moving in the right direction. Right direction, sorry. And for me, boys, a lot of times on here we chirp guys about how much money they make. Right? We we're just chirp, chirping Dutchie and Johansson. Here's a guy, Barkley Goudreau. He's going to get six years, 3.6 bananas a year. Fucking well-deserved, man. This guy deserves it. I had a guy call in yesterday to the power play, a Rangers fan, and be like, I can't believe we gave this guy this much money. By the end of, I told him by Christmas time, he's going to love this kid. So to him, congratulations, well-deserved. Um, 
And I think Gerard Gallant is going to love having him there. So, boys, it brings us to our last segment here before we have our guest on. It's presented by our good friends at DraftKings, and it's the old mock draft, baby. We have the expansion draft tomorrow, boys. And I was in Tahoe golfing, like I said, uh, boys, and I, I texted the missing curfew text, and I said to Princey, if Carey Price lifts the no wave, like, fire it out there, and he did, so... There's more, there's, more, there's more that goes into it than what I just thought. When I first saw it, I had a little buzz going. I'm like, they're going to take him for sure. He makes $10.5 million and he's got five years left, and he's got a wonky Ooh. knee, and I guess his hips in one a bit. My question to you is, Updog, if you're Ronnie Franchise, are you taking Carey Price, or, or what were your thoughts when you first saw this come out? Boys, right now there's, there's maybe five players in the league that have a worldwide status. You know, you got the McDavid, Sidney Crosby, McKinnon. Carey Price is the best goalie on the goddamn planet. And who Arguably. knows what Montreal's got up their sleeve? I mean, they give Shea Weber comes out, you know, we try to get him on the pod. We, we love Webb's. Yeah. Webb's an incredible guy. But he's quiet in the media. He's got some issues. He's got some injuries. Same with Carey Price. There's things happening now around the league. Teams are going to shuffle to keep some players, keep some key guys. Do I think Montreal wants to keep Price? Hell yeah. He ended up being the star of their season, and man, it was a great season. They stepped up. Their players played great, but they wouldn't have played great without the confidence of Carey Price behind them. Carey Price, new mask, new goalie pads, blocker glove, new jersey, Seattle Kraken. That would sell, I mean, you're immediately selling 10,000 jerseys to young kids, to dads. Carey Price on the back. I think it's a no-brainer. I think you cough up the money. You find someone, you call Jeff Bezos, you know, whatever, you, whoever you need to do <laughs> to get this guy paid. I mean, Carey Price, he's still young. He's fucking not even, how old's Carey Price? 32? 33. He'll be 33 years old. Fucking take yeah. him, boys. Yep. See what he can do. Maybe you have a run. Maybe you do what Montreal did this year. You put together just a muck and grind team, you know, a couple all-stars maybe. Anything happens when you got the best goalie in the league. I, I said it on my show on TSN with the with uh, with my boy Jason Greger. You know, at, at one point he asked, you know, at what goalie would you like to take? Um, you know, in, in a one game Super Bowl match, and I was like, "Fucking Carey Price, are you nuts? Hundred percent. That's why Team Canada wins the Olympic gold medals when when they're out there. It's because Carey Price fucking stands on his head. Um, so I, I think Ronnie Francis has a has some really, you know, decision, really good decisions to make, tough ones. But Carey Price to me is uh, is my number one pick. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even hesitate, boys. Abby, well said. I think you have to, you have to take him. He's, uh, he's. I will call him one B because I think Vasilevsky might be one A goalie in the world. But it's, it's a no brainer. I, I know there's like a huge. They owe him a ton of money. Whatever date is here coming up, right? Is that what something I think I saw? Like there's a big payout for Carey Price on whatever, but you just summed it up. You get it all back when you sell his jerseys. That would be he's the face of the franchise. Yeah, he's the the one of the best goalies in the world. If I'm the Seattle Kraken and you told me Carey Price was available and you didn't take him, you're gonna take more backlash for not taking him. I think so. You got to take Carey Price and fuck Montreal. I can't believe you fucking exposed him to to save Jake Allen because now you got a backup goalie as your starter. He's got a he's got, he's got eleven million dollar signing bonus coming, but his base salary is too much. Oh God! <laughs> what a day! He's got eleven million coming at him. So what the <laughs> fuck he is? He doesn't. 
I just saw his, did you see his wife tweeted something out about, hey, don't worry, in a couple days you'll know what's going on. Like, yeah. like sell down, eh? Like, yeah. fuck, all right? Yeah. For me, I mean, that's a lot of cash, boys. I just think uh, everything that Uppy said, he's a face of your franchise, the jersey selling. And listen, you're, they're in the Pacific Division. And let's be honest, Vegas is going to win it. And then after that, I mean, who else is going to be good, right? Like, you know, LA is going to be better. Is Anaheim going to be better? Probably not. I mean, Seattle, my point is Seattle, Seattle could be a playoff team in year one. I just think that sets yeah. your franchise up for such success that um, if he's a little dinged up, I mean, who isn't dinged up, right? If you're a veteran guy in the NHL. So I, I'm with you guys. I think they should take him. Um, time will tell. But boys, do you want to go through also, this? Also, let me, Obi, ahead, let me yeah. touch on this too, just because it's, it's on my head. But yeah. You add Carey Price into your organization right off the bat. You might have this guy around your team for fucking thirty years. He might be. He <laughs> might be point. the guy that. He might be the guy that is is forever like wanting to integrate into Seattle, and that's just so much for your fan base, for young kids, for everything. I mean, to me, even if he's fucking hurt, if he's fucking misses a year like uh, Kevin Durant did for the, you know, for the fucking Nets. Who cares? You got the best fucking player on the planet. I I, I just think it's. Um, you, you, you know, you pay the guy, you pay to have some of the best athletes in the world and, and their brands attached to it. And I think that that's just a great way to start and show your team and your city that you guys are in it to win it. So anyway, that's all. No, I said. no, that's a great, that's a great point by you. And I just think like, obviously Vegas going to Stanley cup finals the first year that I'm not saying they can do that, but you can build a really good foundation there. And speaking of foundation boys, Princey, that beauty, he, he gave us the, 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 Guys that are unprotected here. Do you want to go through them, boys? Have a little fun with it or what? Yeah, yeah let's, let's, let's touch on it, boys. Yeah. Why not? It's a let's big start, week in the NHL. Yeah, awesome. let's start, we got to. Let's start with Anaheim. I'll go first, okay? And we, for, remember, there's a salary cap. So let's see who goes over by the most. I guarantee it'll be me. I'll go over by about fucking 10 bananas. <laughs> I'm taking all veterans. Are you touching, oh, are you touching any UFAs? That's my question. No ah, way, right? good point. I'm taking from the Anaheim Ducks. I'm taking Adam Henrik. That's who I would take. Adam Henrique. Adam Henrique. Henrique. Up dog, I'm taking Shattenkirk. He's taking Shatty out of baby. Sorry, Shatty. You might have to move out of that Newport house, but Fox up Seattle. Up since, since, up since you took Shatty, I'm going to take the young kid, Hayden Flurry, because I guess this oh, kid's supposed to be a big-time prospect. See? He was in Carolina, traded, so I'm taking Hayden Flurry. See, Broadway, now that's there's a lot of people saying that's the way you build your team, too, is through younger guys that – just like that. So that might be a good pick. What is Henrik making? Holy fuck, he's making five, five and a five and a half. Five point eight two five. I don't know if he's worth that, but fuck. All right, Arizona. <laughs> Arizona up dog. You're on the clock. I'm taking an Arizona. I'm taking that young Fisher kid. He's yeah, cheap, fuck. million bucks. Scored 15 snipes before. He's got he's got to score about seven more to catch up to the updogs uh, career career <laughs> total. Um, Christian Fisher's for me, boys. Yeah, updog. That's what I was showing you right there. Highlighted Kristen Fisher. That's who I'm taking as well. We can have some of the same picks here. Yeah, I guess. we can definitely have some of the same picks. How about Andrew Ladd? This guy's still kicking around. Hey, what? He's on the bully <laughs> program or what? He's just hanging out or what's he doing? <laughs> he's getting oh, paid yeah. no income tax. He loves it. Oh. I guess I'll be. That's the only guy to take on the squad. I think he, yeah. he got put on Lou Island, though, boys. Yeah, I'm going. Is I'm what going, happened to him? I'm following up his lead, Christian Fisher. All right, Boston Bruins. Hazy, who you got? Boston Bruins. I'm taking Connor Clifton, the D-man. 
Love and there's it. rumors that he's the guy being taken. Oh, and that gotta, puts the Bruins in one. That's because you're the scoopsy. I'm taking. I, I play with this kid. He couldn't speak English a lick. Andre Casse. Is that how you say it? RFA. Yeah. Casse. Casse. He's been hurt, Obes. I'm I, I yeah, like him kid back. a lot, but he's. I don't know, boys. I think he's got a. I, I like know, that pick, Obes. What's he making? Oh, he's RFA. So to TBD. Yeah. Up dog. You're I on the clock. I hope he plays more than 10 games this year because he's been injury prone. He has been, but he's his skill. Uh, I he's like Nick Ritchie. The big boy. I think boy. Nick Ritchie is good. Yeah, the big the big rig number two. Can't call him the yeah. big rig, but he's up there. He's gonna be making. He's gonna be signing for over two million bucks hey, too. That's so. The, the thing with Big Nick. Yeah, is, but you might you bring him in. You might trade him. Who knows? He's, hey, he's a well. He's a well oiled uh, asset. The thing with Big Nick is, I love this kid. I put him in San Diego. Those rainy days in, in Seattle with the Postmates that close to him, he could be up to about 265 by Christmas, but <laughs> he's a great kid, though. Um, who, who went first there? Broadway? Yeah, back to you. Buffalo. Oh, the stank of Buffalo. <laughs> I don't even want anyone. It's Pass. Uh, I, I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take Colin Miller. Yep. Good pick, Dobbs. I got William Borg in here, boys. Borgie. Borgie. William Borg. Borgie. Borgie. Is that the guy that got I from Boston? He was. No. No, he's. Uh, well, he didn't play much this year, but he's blue liner. 24. He's cheap with a lot of upside is what I have. Um to okay. me, you just got to, if you can get good D or young, fuck, bring them in. Okay. Make them prove themselves again. You're going to have a lot of them. Your minors will be well well stocked, but you need D, as we all know, down the, down the stretch. So these guys are big assets and, and, and they're youth. So it's good. Yeah. I'm taking Colin Miller. He's going again in the expansion draft. He got <laughs> taken by Vegas. He's going to get taken by Seattle. This poor kid's going to just an absolute fucking suitcase. Hopefully he's sponsored by Toomey by the end of this. <laughs> Up dog, Calgary Flames. Who are you taking? The Flames, Geo, the captain. Anytime you can bring in a captain in this expansion draft, boys, that's a D-man that I think still has some game left. Um, he's, he's a no-brainer. He's got one year left, so if you want to keep him, you extend him. I'm sure he'll take a little bit of a deal to, to stick around a new squad. He's my boy. Yeah, the, I, Uppy, I agree with you. It kind of reminds me of that whole... Um, that Derek England with um, what Vegas did with him, his his deal was up, so it was easy for him. He was living full time in Vegas. I think you got to take the experience. Mark Giordano got all the experience in the world. Just won a North a couple years ago, so he obviously can still play. I mean, he's making six point seven five, but fuck it, you got to get to the salary floor anyways. Yeah, that's a great point by Scoopsy. I thought they fucking Flames were going to protect him, and I thought Lucic was going to get taken, and I would have taken Big Luch, but yep. I'm taking Gio with the boys. Um, Carolina Hurricanes, Scoopsy. So, so this was this was kind of uh, a crazy situation because they got some of those like restricted, a lot of UFAs. And when I was going through this, this was the only UFA I took, and it was Jordan Martinuk. And oh. I think you try to get a deal done with him. He seems like a guy that That's everybody loved in Carolina. And, you know, I'm not sure how expensive he's going to be, but he obviously can still play. He's a center. I think the Seattle's got to take him, try to get a deal done, even though it's UFA. If not, you flip him because somebody probably wants him anyways. Scoopsy, I'm taking the same guy, Jordan Martinuk, for a couple of reasons. He seems like absolute beauty in the room. And that hit that he put on Roman Yossi, 
basically was a nail in the coffin <laughs> for Carolina against Nashville. I'm shaking Mark Nook, and I agree with you. He's a UFA, and I don't think he's. I don't think you're going to have to overpay him. Yeah, up top. Is he playing the tunes? If he's playing the tunes in the room, he's my pick too. But <laughs> all right, I have. Uh, let me see here. I wrote down. Fuck! I, I'm look. I just got caught looking at Columbus as they stink. They stink. No one wants <laughs> him. Max Dolby's um, the only good player on their team. Yeah, Mark that's who I have. You know okay. what? Fuck. I had him. Okay, perfect. Guy's guy. Chicago Blackhawks. Who is it? Me? Yep. Fuck. My heart wants to take fucking Brandon Peary because he's an absolute fucking beauty. But <laughs> he's the best. I'm taking Adam Goddat. Ooh. RFA. I like that. He was in he was in Vancouver, right? That's yeah, he's, a, he's, he's got a lot of upside. He, he's a fucking lots of upside. Where do you go? Score. Northeastern or Northwestern or one of those fucking yeah. schools? North, North, Northeastern. Northwestern is in Chicago. It's close. Okay, well, fuck. One of those fucking north teams up there. Up I'm dog. taking the fucking I'm taking the Russian fucking mutant Zadarov. <laughs> have him, anytime, have him and keep him. Anytime, anytime you add a fucking circus freak on your team is fucking seven feet tall and will just absolutely crush everyone. I mean, take him. Holy fucking guy's a fucking monster. He's a yeah. who's gonna monster. fuck with who's gonna fuck with that guy? He's a monster. Oh, you're, immediate, hey, you're immediately selling jerseys in fucking quadruple XL. <laughs> to it, all the, all the boys. Plus, yeah, I got to add some Russians to hang out with Tarasenko on that squad. You know how they do it in Tampa. That's a fucking yeah. good point there, up dog. That's a great point, up dog. I, I was trying to decide Chicago. It's either taking Zadaroff or that Ryan Carpenter because I mean he's a fourth line guy. But you know what? Coming down to it, it seems like Vegas went the route taking all the D man. I'll go, I'll go Zadaroff with you, Uppy. That's just the six foot five defenseman. You can't really pass on those guys. I think he's bigger than that. Yeah, oh, yeah, he is bigger than that. Probably he's, he's bigger than me. Oh, you're six, six five. five. Yeah, yeah. He's, <laughs> yeah, like so he's definitely six, bigger than. That. He's, he's like a, a Chara, boys. He's, he's a big Chara. Colorado. Who's up first here? Broadway's up first. <laughs> Man, I can't believe this guy's exposed, but I just don't know how they're gonna do it. I mean, I have to you, just based on his name. You got to take Gabriel Landeskog. That's what I'm going with. And I'm going to try to throw everything I can have a week before everyone else has the opportunity to do it. Yeah, I would take Landy too. I just don't fucking think he's going to sign there. Um, I'm going to take Eric Johnson. Uh, he ha- I know he's got a bit of a fucking bad head and he's been banged up. And I know that's a fucking red flag, boys. But this guy, I know it's $6 million. I would take Eric Johnson. I would do my due diligence and see how healthy he is. But that's who I'm going with. I got Don's Coy, so I'm I'm opposite of you boys. There you go. That's a good uh, he he's a guy. I, like I mean, that. when he had a little bit of brilliance and, and and had some you know opportunity to play up in the lineup in the playoffs, he did well. Uh, he controls the puck. He's got a you know a four million dollar three point nine cap hit for two years, so relatively cheap. But he can play in your top six right away, and and just a guy that you can rely on. Good pick, Uppy. Columbus. I think we all agree, Max Domi, right? Yeah, I mean, Max Domi. Across the, the rest board. of that list is fucking brutal. Um, Dallas Stars. I'll go. Let me go here, boys. A little thin here, too, boys. A little thin here, too. I'm not taking yep. Blake Como. I can't do it. I just fucking can't do it. Up dog. I can't take Blake Como. <laughs> I know. I'm taking the big boy, Jamie. Help me with his name, boys. Or, or, or Alexiak. 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 Yes. I fucked it up. I'm taking him. He's a UFA. 
I like that pick, man. He's good. I think, unfortunately, like I wouldn't take him, but I think like I know how these teams act and they need to add leadership in a, in a way. I, I think Como is the guy. I think they, you know, they look at a team like Dallas and and the leadership he's brought as a bottom six, you know, guy. He's the guy. Blake Como. Wow. I'm taking. I'm taking Joel Henley, seven hundred thousand dollar cap hit every day. NHLer. Got to take them. All right, Detroit, boys. When you start your Detroit pick, I'm grabbing another beer. Okay, 14 so, seconds. Watch this. Broadway, you go. You go then. Updog misses his spot. He's on the clock. He goes back to the. He's on the clock, misses his spot. So I'm taking Ev- Evgeny Shnestikov. I think that's how you say his name. Restricted free agent. He's got pretty good upside. Yeah, his yeah. brother's obviously way better than him, the one in Carolina. But I mean, I feel like this is a guy. You, you got to take a chance on, and you know this slim pickings right now, in that Detroit lineup. Danny DeKaiser, I just said five million dollars. That's too much. I just thought I don't know if I want to pay him five million dollars. I'm with you, and my pick here, and it is a little thin in Detroit as well. And listen, Troy Stetcher, I'm going to take him at one point seven. Nice. I've watched him play a lot in Vancouver. He works hard. He's undersized. He works hard, but I just think, like up you said about Vegas, you got to add defensemen. So I'm taking Troy Stetcher at one point seven million. Um, Kobe, and look at his goal he scored for Canada over yeah, the World Championships. That true. fucking dangle, the how she, the how she going, the fucking backdoor cheddar. Up dog, who you I, taking uh, from the I wings? Like that, I like that call, Statchy. Statchy. All right, up dog, we'll let you go first again because you're a beauty and fuck, you just wanted to get a cold beer. Edmonton Oilers. Uh, to me, I played with this kid for a little bit uh, at training camp, boys. Tyler Benson, he was hurt. He had a bad knee. He hasn't had a chance in the NHL to really do what he's doing. Um, he's had a point of game in the AHL. Uh, so there's a lot of upside, boys, to this kid. Uh, you never know what happens when you uh, give him a fresh start and get him out of that Alberta cold weather. So Tyler <laughs> Benson to me. <laughs> I'm taking Oscar. I'm going Oscar Clefbaum. I know he's been injured, but I think, you know, he hasn't played a lot of hockey in the last year. Healthy. Four point one six million. You gotta give him. You're give calling. Him you're calling Kenny Holland's bluff. I love it. Maybe he's not hurt. Who says he's out for the fucking year, Kenny? Don't prove try it. to fuck. Hey, don't fuck it. around. <laughs> Broadway says he's not hurt. I love that pick. I'm going Devin Shore, seven hundred k. Guy's been up and like down. That, he's yeah. out of. He's a good character guy. Kills penalties. I like him. Devin Shore. Florida Panthers boys. Broadway. Oh man. The Panthers, I can't believe I can't believe both of these guys are exposed. Nola Chari, Frank Petrano, both New England guys, one Mass, one Rhode Island. But you know what? I'm taking Frank Petrano. 2.5 million scores to over 20 goals a year. You gotta take Frankie Petrano. And I'm sorry, Frankie, you gotta go from gorgeous Fort Lauderdale to the rainy Seattle. You know what? But you know what? New scene, you know? Get used to it, bud. So the rumor is they're going to take the Dregger kid, but I wouldn't take him. I would take uh, Noel Achari, right? That's how you say it, Broadway? Yeah. Great. At $1.6 yeah. the guy, he's been in the fucking Stanley Cup Finals, I think, with Boston. He competes. I'm taking him. You can never have enough fucking lunch pail guys up, dog. Yeah, which makes me think, and this guy, I don't even know if this guy's on their radar, but Gudis somehow still stays in the league, and yeah. teams love him. He must be a good guy in the room. He fucking elbowed me so hard in the teeth one time. I, I'm still, 
I still had to wear my Invisalign to get them back to where they should be. Um, Gudis, I think they pulled some, they need to add some meat on the backside. And I think Gudis is the guy. All right, LA King, speaking to me. Speaking of meat, I'm taking meat. <laughs> Fucking Brandon Lemieux. We used to call this guy meat because he wouldn't shut the fuck up in the dressing room of summer skates. But in all serious, great. He's a good kid up, as you know. But he plays good hard, kid. goes to the net, can fight. I would take Brandon Lemieux from LA. He's turning into the suitcase, too. So, yeah, yeah he's my guy. Too. He's, he's going to be on more teams than we played on here soon, up dog, if he keeps this pace. Yeah, up. yeah. Together, hey, we're gonna get him. We're gonna get him and Colin Miller sponsored by Toomey. These suitcases, I'll take Brandon Lemieux as well. And you know what? He, like you said, he's tough. He can play. I think Seattle's gonna take a chance on him, and he's like fucking twenty three years old. The Minnesota Wild. Who whose turn is it? Uh, up dog. Uh, goalie, you gotta have. You're gonna start the season off with a bunch of. I think you had three goalies. Yeah. Uh, Capo Kapanen. World Junior gold medal winner, 24, small cap hit, RFA next summer. So you own the kid for, uh, you know, it's important in this in this league. So he's uh, he's our guy. Great pick. Yeah, that's a great pick, Uppy. I had him highlighted, but I also had Carson Soucy highlighted, 2.75. He plays hard. He's tough. He fights. I think uh, Seattle's going to take him. Up dog, I'm going with Capo too, the goalie. Great pick, 725K. They're going to need three goaltenders. Uh, Montreal Canadiens, Scoopsy. Carey Price. Me Ten too, and a half baby. million bananas, and Gary. it's worth every single one of those bananas. I'm going I'm Price, too. Fucking 10.5's not scaring me away, Up dog. I'm taking Carey Price. Me too. Fuck Fucking it. Rice. He's the man. He's the man. Come on, Ronnie Francis. He's the man. Price. Nashville Predators. Ooh. Fuck, I want to take Brad Richardson, but I think I'll just get him in UFA. I'm signing either way, Richie, though, bud. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm giving you something, bud. Um, Goody, I can't take you. Rocco Grimaldi, he's kind of a nerd. I'm taking Granlin. Kind of? I'm taking him a nerd. <laughs> I'm, taking, I'm, taking, I'm taking Granlin, UFA. Yes. Great pick. Up dog. I got... I got Yarn Rock. Okay, Yarny. He's got Yarny. <laughs> old, old Crocker. Yeah, I'm taking I mean, Colton Sissons. I think oh, Colton Sissons. I like him. He's a yeah, good he player. plays hard too, and he and he gets after it. So he's definitely going on my team. Yeah, yeah he is. That's important. You got to build teams around guys that are going to get after it for sure. <laughs> New Jersey Devils. Yeah, who's setting up all? Yeah, who's going to be setting up all these dinners on the road? Like, we got to literally like figure that out. That's why <laughs> we might have to I'm sign gonna, one of us in UFA. Well, hey, we got. I'm going to pay attention my last couple picks for that. Well, we're the GMs of the team, so we can set it up for the boys. <laughs> Just like boys, uh, catch a set up in Hollywood. Everyone be there. Mandatory fucking team dinner. New Jersey Devils. Who? Who is it, boys? I lost track. Johansson for me. Johnson. Johnson. Okay. However you no, want to Johansson. say it. Johansson. Yeah. You got it right. He's, he's, your he's nasty. Broadway? I'm taking I'm taking Will Butcher. Played with him his rookie year. He had big numbers. And I, I just think it actually might be one of those situations. Young kid, time for a change. You know, he kind of got buried with Heinze. He's very offensive. Doesn't play like the big defensive game. But I'm taking Will Butcher. Oh, okay. I don't. It's either one of those two guys. Um, fuck. I don't even really want anyone off this team, to be honest with you. 
<laughs> Can I pass? No, I'll take. I'll go with Updog. I'll take uh, Johansson or Johnson. How Johansson? How you say him? I don't love the three point four million, but that's why we got a cap guy right up his fucking sc- to, to do the numbers Damn for right. us. So we need it. New York Islanders. We just drink Guinness. New York Islanders. Is it me? I think it's you, Scoopsy. Yeah, Josh Bailey. No hesitation, and I don't even care what Lou Amarillo throws at me because I think. Josh Bailey is one of those guys. He's already the only thing that scares me with Josh Bailey is that he doesn't want to leave the island. He's got like 920 games played for him. But this guy, I think this guy fucks. He does fuck. I'm taking Jordan Eberle just because he's right handed, a bit more of a pure goal scorer than Bailey. So I'm going to take him 5.5 bananas. Bailey for me. And then you know what? If you want to shove it up, lose ass after you call him and say, what do you want back for him? Yeah. If he's that important to your team. Um, to me, he's a he's a he's a gamer. I, I love the way he played this year in the playoffs. I think he's a great guy. Um, he's he's my guy. He is a, he does play. I mean, he's a great pick for both of you guys. Good pick there, New York Rangers. Woo. Um, I'm gonna take the goalie Keith Kincaid. That gives me three tendies. <laughs> Eight twenty-five. Up dog. All in Blackwell. Yep. Same here. Uppie. 28 center. Good, you know, guy finding his finding his stride. 12 goals, 22 points last year. Um, I, I think you, you got to add some some nice big centerman. So he's my guy. Yep. Same up. Colin Blackwell had a great year last year. And you know what? I think the Rangers are going to be pretty disappointed to lose him. I, they're, I, they're probably trying to do some side deals to make sure they keep him. Yeah, I think you guys, that was the pick there. I fucked that one up. I took old Keith Kincaid. Fuck, he's going to be in the jungle anyways. Hey, Keith, keep the boys good down there. Ottawa Senators. <laughs> keep the boys loose in the jungle, Keith. Ottawa Senators. Up dog. I think Daninoff. Again, yeah. throw a little Russian playmaker with the boys. Uh, you know, hopefully they're just not out, you know, getting two pin nights before games. But these guys, uh, I think he's still got some game. He I played with him does. in Phoenix way back in the day. He's uh, he's a highly skilled kid, still brings it, so he's my guy. Ah, uh, fuck. If I got to think like a GM that you just made me think like I haven't taken many goalies, I don't know if I want to take Matt Murray because if I'm taking Carey Price, act fucking, I'm not taking Matt Murray. Yeah, you can't. I'm taking – I'm taking – I can't have 16 and a half million no, fucking no, locked up in goalies. No, I'm can't. taking Josh Brown. Josh Brown, big defenseman. Is that the guy he's from like Florida? six 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 seven. Was he? In he was in Florida. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah. in Florida. He's huge. So <laughs> this Seattle's decor could be fucking the biggest decor in the world. Yeah. Ah, uh, fuck up, dog. It's between Dandenoff and Chris Tyrion. Tyrion? 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 Tyrion. I'm taking Tyrion, just because he makes less than Dandenoff. Three point five bananas. Broadway's Philadelphia Flyers. Oh, I love that the Flyers fucking landed on me. And I honestly hope Seattle doesn't take this guy because I want him to stay in Philly. But James Van Riemsdyk is the pick. Yeah. This guy continues to score goals. And I, I know the type of kid he is. And, and he works hard, takes care of himself. Seattle's fucking getting lucky getting this guy. Yeah, I'm taking JVR. I, I, I know his boots aren't what they used to be, but his net front presence right away is going to help my power play. I'm taking JVR. Top five in the league. Yeah. Up Dizzle. 
Who are you taking uh, for your old we Flyers? We are for the Flyers, boys. I think you got to go right now. You got to go JVR, like you guys just said. Uh, he's a cheaper price tag than Voracek, and I think he's just again. You want some guys to muck it in front of the net. He's your man. Yeah. yeah. Pittsburgh Penguins. I got first pick here. I can't believe they didn't protect this fucking guy. I'm taking Brandon Tanev. Yeah, oh, I knew you were gonna pick him. Same here, Opes. Same here. Three point five bananas. Good hair and fuck. He likes to finish his check. He can play on my team. Up dog. I got Marcus Pedersen. Oh, the D man. Zucker. Uh, yeah. I don't really like Zucker. Pedersen, good, good defender, boys. Fuck. I mean, he and he's he's a guy that could be there for long term. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. All right, up dog. Yep. San Jose Sharks, fella. Uh, a little hometown kid I got written down here. Dylan Gambrel. All right. Mm. 24, 700 grand. He's RFA, expires next year. He's a big boy, again, up the middle. Um, hometown kid, Washington State. I'm taking Matt Nieto. Me too. He's too. been around the league. He's got the same agent. He can fly. NHL veteran at this point, 700,000. That's an absolute steal for Seattle. Matt Nieto, see you later. But you don't have to go that far either, so it's even better. Yeah, I like this kid. He used to skate with me in the updog back in the day. For 700 k he's a good player. I think I think that would be a good pickup for him. The St. Louis Blues. Scoopsy. Uh, well, Scoopsy's got the scoop that Seattle's already taken Vladimir Tarasenko and flipping him. So I guess I'm just going to go with the genius play, and um, I'm going to take Robert Petuzzo. Oh, Bob. I like oh, Robert Petuzzo. Like- he's a defenseman. And he's fucking tough. And you know what? He's an absolute veteran, and we love veterans on this podcast. So Petuzzo is going to Seattle. Oh, what a pick. Talk about a guy who's good in the room up, dog. So for me, I would love that Bob on my team too, by the way. But the first guy that jumps out to me is Sammy Blaze. I would probably take Sammy Blaze. If Vladimir Tarasenko wasn't available, I'm going to take Tarasenko and I'm probably going to flip him somewhere though, boys, but I'm taking Vladdy just because of the asset. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's right. Obes. You take him and then to touch on the Bertuzzo thing, if you want to make a splash, you fucking trade someone back to St. Louis and you get Bertuzzo, you sign fucking Jaden Schwartz. And all of a sudden, you get the fucking Stanley Cup champs of 2019 sitting in your room. Bertuzzo's playing the tunes. Schwartzy's fucking being a beauty. Vladdy's scoring goals. Fucking, how are you? Carey Price is saving biskies. That's that's a statement right there. Tampa Bay Lightning. How this guy, I know they were up against it, boys, but how... They didn't protect Yanni Gord. I will never fucking know. I, I, take, I am taking that guy on my team, Yanni Gord. Yeah. Agreed. I think across the board, boys, like, let's just be honest. Yeah, the kid honest. was nope. fucking. No. I'm taking Kalorn. I love Kalorn's ah. game, and I fuck, I I just think he's uh, loved by all his teammates. The only thing that worries me is that he just basically came out and said he ain't he ain't yeah. leaving. I'm not fucking leaving. He basically said. But if I yeah, I'm taking him. I, I I think this guy's nasty. He's but he was always good in college and he just became a better and better pro. And you know he's 31, 30 years old where he is, and I think he's got a bright future still. I think he's nasty. Hey, 
That's actually such a great way to like, you know, if your GM calls you and says, fuck, man, we're, we're kind of up against it here. Like, I got to put you on the thing. But how about you go on missing curfew and you just tell everyone, fuck, I ain't leaving. So if you fucking <laughs> trade me, I ain't going. You know, that's a good way to just get then the other GMs. Ronnie Francis is like, fuck, man, I don't know if this guy wants to come here at all. Like, <laughs> you know. Uh, so no, to I hell love, with him, but Obi, Yanni Gord, I mean, the kid single-handedly, you know, outplayed you know, and penalty kill-wise was a force on pucks, can skate. He's so fucking fast and plays intense. I, I love him. Um, yeah, he's, he's, he's my best player. He could be my top, you know, my top pick in this whole damn fucking expansion draft for me. I mean, I listen, think. it's, it's crazy to think, and we speak about Tampa and I love killer too. I would take him on my team, but I, at this particular moment, yeah. I take Yanni Gord. That whole line is going to be gone. Good Gord and Coleman. Or, I mean, Coleman, I guess could resign, but I think rumor is he might end up in Dallas, but imagine they're going to lose that whole line boys. That was their best line arguably in the playoffs. So, um, but they got two cups, so they're, they're doing all right. The Toronto Maple Leafs, um, up dog, fire away. Jared McCann. I, yeah. I skated with this kid. Wow, yeah. Uh, I skated with this kid. They just traded for him. They put him out there. To me, he's better than Kerfoot. He's been, you know, there's still a lot of upside to him. He just got finished playing with Crosby and Malkin, learned a lot there. Uh, I think he could provide speed down the wing. I can play with anyone, so he's my man. Yeah, Uppy, I agree. I'm taking Jared McCann, but the other guy is Zach Hyman, but he's UFA, so that's what kind of scares you away from him. But, I mean, if that guy was ever restricted at any term left, Zach Hyman would be my yeah. pick, but Jared McCann is the guy. If he had any term left, you'd take Hyman, but he's, he's going to get paid. Uh, he has the worst style in the NHL, but he's effective, that Hyman, but God, his style is bad <laughs> out there. For me, I'm taking Travis Dermott, 874K. I think this kid's a nice player, man. He's strong. He can skate. He'll throw the odd pizza like myself, so I got a soft spot for him. <laughs> but I'm taking Travis Dermott. Um, the Vancouver Canucks, Scoopsy. Man, they got a fucking laundry list of players here that are all fucking UFAs and old. So uh, I, I'm i probably going to have to try and decide between Antoine Roussel or Zach McEwen, but I'm probably going to go with Roussel because – the way I've been picking my team right now, I got to get to the salary cap floor here. So I'm no, going to go hey, with Antoine Roussel. Yeah, yeah. So, hey, and I played against him, and he plays hard. He's well, tough. He fucking has no fear. He's a little rat. We need him. No, this will be great, boys. So we'll do this this time. Then we got our guests coming on. We'll add up our salaries. And then for UFA next week, we'll be able to get to the floor, Broadway, if we don't already add it. So for me, <laughs> yeah. for me, I would like to help Travis Green out and take Louis Erickson to get him out of fucking Travis Green's hair. <laughs> <laughs> but Greener, I love you, but I can't do it. I'm taking this guy because I went through a lot of shit off the ice in Vancouver, too. I'm taking Jake for Tannen, the big tuna. I'm going to get him in my rest dressing room. I'm going to talk to him, tell him to pick his spots a little better. I'm taking Jake for Tannen. <laughs> <laughs> he likes to get after it, huh? He likes to get after it. I'm taking the big fucker. I'm going to hey, tell him he's got to play a little uh, harder uh, on my team, though. I agree, Obes. The first, I, I'm not in this fucking dressing room in Vancouver for training camp for ten minutes, and Vertanen comes into the lunchroom and he's got the fucking full, full plate full of food ready to rock, and he's like, "Up, dog, fuck, you should have seen last night, man. We went out like we were at we we're at Joey's or we we're at Cactus Club. It was just packed, and I'm like." 
fuck, you got to yeah. keep her quiet. Like, you got to keep her <laughs> quiet, buddy. You can't be, I, I just got here. Like, come tell me over in the fucking corner when we're taping our stick, like together, you, you know, the meal room, we got the oh, trainers yeah. around. I mean, but he was, he was still so young. He's learning. <laughs> Obi, I love what you just said. You give him a fucking, you give him a new opportunity. Um, you're getting him at a good price. He's a big body. Uh, lots of upside still. Um, he's out to prove that team wrong to it and be next door. So he's, uh, yeah. he's to me, a guy that has a lot of upside for a team like Seattle. Oppy, what a great point. He could just go to Seattle and come back to Vancouver three times a year. <laughs> just try to fucking stick it to him. That's a great point. Totally. Because that's going to be going to say thing. I thought you said you're going to go back to Vancouver just during the week. <laughs> well, well, you could do that too, right? Fuck. But that's going to be. Oh, well, there's no cactus clubs. Yeah, there's no cactus clubs in Seattle. So you might want to just hum up there, you know, get, get your fix and come back down. Yeah, that's going to be a great rivalry eventually as it gets going here in Vancouver, Seattle. So that'll be a good one. Uh, Broadway, did you pick uh, Canucks? Who you got? Yeah, yeah. I took Antoine Roussel. Oh, I apologize. Roussel's I apologize. Naked. Okay. Washington Capitals. Um, who is it, boys? Me? Your pick. Okay, I'm taking this guy. I'm taking Brandon Dillon, the D-man. The big guy, yeah. left-handed shot, will protect my guys. He's making 3.9 bananas. I'm taking Brandon Dillon. Great pick. That's who I'm taking as well, Oops. Brandon Dillon, he's the defenseman I want. And, you know, he's played in the Western Conference, been playing in San Jose, so he knows how to play the game. And he's big, he's tough, and I he had adds that element to Seattle, which I think Seattle's going to look for because I think the tough guy is making his fucking way back into this league. Thank God. I got the goalie boys as my third third stringer. Vat Venisic. Hello. Hello. Um, I don't know how to do it. He's got a fucking the double V's. Phoenix flying V. <laughs> Copley. Where is he? He's their goalie. He's uh, listen. He's Phoenix he's twenty five. He's got seven hundred twenty grand against the cap. He's an RFA next year. Um. He to me, he's not in Washington's plans. Vasenik. Oh, Vasenik. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Oh, fuck. I didn't. He wasn't Vasenic. on my list here. Great pickup. He's not Young on my tendy, list. Baby. He's not on my list either. That's well, right. out there. That's all right. Winnipeg Jets up dog. DeMillo. Yeah. Versatile. Throw him right on your PK. Fucking, how are you? Wow. Yep. Uppy, same pick. That's the guy I got highlighted. DeMillo's my guy. The only other guy I like is this Nathan Bayou because he's fucking tough and he's boys with Bowley. So I kind of want him on my squad, but I'm taking DeMello. Fuck, I want to take the I want to take the Nate dog. If he wasn't a UFA, I'd take him for my fourth line center to win some fucking faceoffs. But I'm taking the big yeah. D man, Derek Forbert. Ooh. I want some size on my back end, boys. I ain't getting pushed around, Broadway. I ain't getting fucking pushed around out there. No, the, this hey, size is not going to be the issue in Seattle. No. There's absolute mutants available. This fucking team, they're going to be the tallest team in the league. Look at Vegas. Vegas got the biggest defenseman. I think Seattle's going to set the new record. So there it is. Who, who do you guys got in Winnipeg? DeMello. I have, uh, DeMello. yeah, DeMello. All right, boys. Well, there that was that was great, boys. That was a lot. That was a lot. That was fun. fun. Fucking it. So hey, we'll, we'll we'll add them up next week. We'll get all we'll get all our numbers. See where we're at. We got UFA coming up, but um, up dog, you got a great guest coming on for us here. Speaking of the Seattle Kraken, obviously the expansion draft coming up. Uh, that was a lot of fun, boys. Our guest is coming up next.
Welcome back to Missing Curfew, folks. Updog, Broadway, that mock draft, that was enjoyable, fella. We'll see We'll see how far we, we are away from the sour cap floor or whatever, but um, Seattle, <laughs> Seattle's obviously the biggest news right now with the expansion draft tomorrow, Updog. Um, and you've brought in an NHL veteran voice for us here that's that joined the Seattle Kraken. So uh, who you got for us, Updog? I love that. It's my pleasure, boys, to introduce into our fans, Mr. Johnny Forslin, all the way <laughs> right now from Seattle which there's a lot of stuff going on in Seattle this week. I mean, Wednesday is a really big day, a lot of action coming in, but an exciting time for you with a new squad. Johnny, welcome to Missing Curfew. How are you doing out on the West Coast, fella? How's the sun shining out there? All good, boys, and uh, thanks for having me. I love this show. You guys are on to something. Uh, the name fits, so stick with it. And um, you know what? Uh, it's it's absolutely electric out here. So the, the anticipation is building I got a first-rate organization. I'm very happy to be part of this, and I, I consider myself lucky to get the chance to do this, kind of like the second time around. Johnny, th- thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us, buddy. Um, obviously, tomorrow is the big day. We're recording this on Tuesday. How's the city? Is it buzzing? I mean, I, I see they're bringing in Marshawn Lynch and, and the glove Gary Payton to do the expansion draft <laughs> announcement. The city must be buzzing right now. It is. And Obi, you look like you've been in a war room for about three weeks. So you're, you're looking good. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you what. Um, yeah. Lenny Wilkins might be part of this, a great legendary coach from the NBA. Uh, so there's a lot of tradition here in Seattle. And, and you boys probably recognize this. There's great hockey tradition here, too. Just hasn't been in the NHL. You have to predate the league and go back 100 years uh, to where they actually won a Stanley Cup. But the junior hockey tradition, as you guys know, is, is great here. Youth hockey thrives. Um, there's there's 32,000 people on a waiting list to get tickets. I mean, it's just off the charts. And again, I think this franchise will not only uh, electrify this market, but I think it's going to have a national reach. I think the colors are cool. I think the logo is cool. Of course, I'm biased, right? But I, but I think uh, everybody's going to latch onto this thing. And they're kind of unique with a lot of the things they're attempting to do as a franchise. And wait till you see the building. The building's going to be unbelievable. Yeah, you touch on that. You touch on the colors, Johnny. When me and me, Shane and Jimmy were putting this missing curfew together, hey, listen, I sat back and I said, boys, missing curfew is going to be the new colors of the NHL. <laughs> yep. We are absolutely stealing Seattle Kraken's color combo here. And, they still uh, ours. So, well, totally, totally. <laughs> so, so we feel you. I felt like when the Golden Knights came in the league, their new colors really sparked a new kind of excitement for the league. But for me, I'm a West Coast guy. And Seattle, I, I played a lot of games in Key Arena. I know what the fans are like. Uh, you know, I was a Kamloops Blazer going down there. I think we even played them in a playoff uh, series one time. We didn't, we didn't pan out so well, but uh, like you said, great support. Um, yeah. A great city. We're going to put hockey on the map again on the West Coast. And and for you to be the first play-by-play guy to come in and, and call games for Seattle Crack, it's got to be an exciting moment. I mean, and and. This week, you're going to figure out what those names are going to be. So there's got to be a lot of buzz in and around that that office for you, you media people there right now. Well, everybody speculates, right, Scotty? So there's all kinds of speculation, mock drafts. You guys have done it. Uh, I've done it. And uh, we all don't know what we're talking about, really, because the, the key to this, it's not just selecting the players, but there's so many things in and around each selection with the GMs back and forth and what Ron Francis is doing, you know, behind closed doors. So that's what I find really interesting. We'll get the names. You'll get the framework of a team. But there could be a couple of guys moved off that list. Uh, there could 
could be some help down the road for this franchise. And I think, you know, it's important to be, obviously Vegas has set up a, a bar that's unbelievably high, right? So you have to, if you don't make the Stanley Cup final, I guess you're, you're a failure, right? But I don't think anybody is going to look at it that way realistically. I think what's important is viability of franchise. And, and getting deeper into this thing so that, and I know from working with Ron and being around him in Carolina, he committed to drafting and developing. So yes, they've done a really good job under this new owner they have there. The best thing he did was name Brenda Moore the coach and Roddy's done a fantastic job with that culture. But Ronnie put the team in place. I mean, there was 14 guys, I believe, on the roster last year that he was directly responsible for. And sometimes that gets left for not, right? You don't, you don't hear much about that. So I think his long-range plan will be sound. And, uh, and then we'll finally get to some names and we can, we can Monday morning quarterback all of that, which is a lot of fun, too. Yeah, Johnny, it's a great point. And, you know, we, when we just did our mock draft, we're all ex-NHL guys, so we took a lot of veteran guys, right? Now, do you think... Ronnie in the in this draft because the UFA is one thing, right? He's going to have a lot of salary cap room. Do you think he's going to go more young and, and prospects, or do you think he'll take some veteran guys as well to build that culture in Seattle? Yeah, I think you have to have that, right? You have to have guys, and you three guys are all unique in terms of, you know, as I watched you guys over the years, it was great to watch you do what you do, but I know you all have unique personalities, and you got to have that. Um, and you guys know more than anybody what it's like in a locker room and, and how important that is. So, yes, you have to have real good people in place that are going to show guys, you know, what it is and develop a culture starting tomorrow night, starting tomorrow night and the next day. And I know Dave Haxtell is going to get after that right away. you got to not only bring them in, you got to tell them what you're all about. You got to sell them on the program. You got to bring them to camp and you got to bond the these guys in a hurry because they're not coming back as a group that went two rounds into the playoffs or three rounds into the playoffs or missed the playoffs. But you come back as a as a nucleus of guys that you want to get it done. That's not going to be the case here. So um, I do think, though, I, I do think there's going to be some some uh, of a young component to this, uh, Shane, only because um, uh, you think about it. Hackstall, um, I, I think Gerard Gallant, more of a more of a player's coach. Again, yeah. we're, I'm just looking at this from the outside. No, you're okay. Right. I don't know Dave Axtall. I uh, haven't even had a conversation oh. with him yet, but I think when you look at him and his college background and the program, he was attempting to build in Philadelphia. Um, that's the approach, right? So you got to have pieces that can do that. Otherwise you go with somebody else and maybe, maybe that was the defining line between uh, Hackstall and Rick Tockett. I don't know. Um, but, you know, obviously this is the guy who they've, they've put the trust of the franchise in. So he's got to mold not only hardened veterans, but I think also develop good young talent into what a Seattle Kraken player is supposed to look like. Johnny, that, that's some great points. I think the young guys, I think that's, I honestly think the, the coach, they went with with Hacksaw. He had the college roots. I think that was a huge decision on why they picked him because, to be honest, I thought there were some other names out there that might have had a better resume than him, but he has that resume of dealing with the younger guys. But the one thing I noticed with Vegas during their during their, um, during their their draft, they went heavy on selecting D-man. Do you think Seattle is going to be leaning that way, or do you think they're just going to kind of take the best player available? Well, I would hope they would, right? I, I think you built – from there out, the goalie is really important. That's proven. So we have a, an immediate blueprint, Jimmy, in, the, in Vegas 
and look what happened, right? They, they take flour and there you go. Um, but they really acquired and a nice mix too. even, you know, Derek England, right? I mean, he's going to have a mark on that franchise moving forward because of what he did. We'll never forget opening night after the tragedy and the speech. And here's a guy from the Las Vegas thunder who guys were going to um, about where to live and how to, how to get around Vegas. I'm sure they all knew how to get around Vegas, but living there, <laughs> living, living not, there hey, not totally, like us, Johnny. No, no, you, guys, you guys are a different category, right? So, but, but I think, you know, the, that was very important. And, and they also got a young defenseman at the time in Shea Theodore, who, who was a prospect. So you have to, and Nate Schmidt came out of nowhere and was arguably their best defenseman that season. So, you know, I think that's key. I think it's proven again year in and year out. That's where it's at. You get a couple of studs on defense or guys that you can build around. And there's some enticing names here. Um, and then you then you work out, you know, and scoring is probably the last thing you get to. That's going to be hard for any expansion team. And even when you look at this list, you got some really good players. But where's that elite scoring? That's all with the other teams who are in a different category. Right. Yeah. Johnny, 100%. Johnny, that's such a great point by you because Vegas is still going through that right now. Right. They're, they have a hard time scoring goals still to this day. Like they got a great hockey club, but you saw in the playoffs. So that's a great point by you, Johnny. We got to ask you the ten and a half million dollar question here, buddy. Do the Seattle Kraken, <laughs> do they take Carey Price? He just went to the Stanley Cup Finals. He's a little dinged up. What are your feelings? Does Ronnie Francis pull the trigger on that one, Johnny? I saw the photo that was circulating around with somebody in a body cast, right? That <laughs> Bergevin was sending out the Ronnie for the medical reports. Um, yeah, you know what? I think you look at this boys at face value. Who wouldn't take Carey Price if he's available, healthy, and, you know, wanting to be there, right? So if all those things are in place, and who knows? I mean, who knows what the conversations are? Um, you know, we know his where he's from. We know where his wife's from. We know he loves this area. And we know there's there's been some some smoke in the air that, you know, that, that there's there's been some conversations where Seattle is really interested. So I think it was like an Ovechkin where, you know, that's just he's off the list and they're going to sign him and all that. I'm not sure this is all foregone conclusion with Montreal. There's got to be something to it. So, yeah, you you take him. Now, if he's banged up, not the same or is a little hesitant about coming to an expansion team and he has a huge price tag, I mean, then you, you back off and they have Jake Allen and Carey Price and so be it. That's the way it works. But, yeah, I mean, just looking at it, you have to take a guy like that because, again, if if they get Drieger, if they sign Chris Drieger, he's a very good goaltender who still has to prove a lot, but the, it really looks promising. He comes in at a good rate if they do sign him, and that's the pick from Florida. But you add a guy like Price to that, then there's box number one. You have a goalie. You actually can be in games. And Kerry can play in a, on a mediocre team to a bad team, and he's shown – what he can do, right? It's just too bad that he hasn't been able to win a cup because that's the only thing that he doesn't have in his mantle. Yeah, year year after year, Carey Price plays uh, what I see as an, uh, in front of a mediocre team, and he brings that team somewhere that no one thinks they can be. And to me, you bring in Carey Price, you automatically show your whole city, your whole franchise, that you have a marquee player, world-class player that is going to be the face of the franchise that kids are going to look up to immediately and have all of a sudden their, their favorite player wearing their favorite Jersey. Now um, it, it would just, for me, mean a lot to, you know, to an expansion team to pick up a guy like that. So, so that, that to me is, is 
is a no-brainer. I think we all agreed on that coming in. So, well, we we will see. How about uh? So, how about one of my old teammates, a guy that wears a pretty flashy number, number ninety-one. Um, I've actually spoke to him. He's pretty excited on a new future ahead of himself. He doesn't know where that is right now. But Vladimir Tarasenko for me. Well, you just talk about looking for scoring. Yeah. Um, you know, there's questions on his on his health and his shoulders, but I know the way he works. I think the rumblings out of St. Louis on uh, his rehab not going the way it was and and putting blame in places it shouldn't. Yeah. I think Vladdy's going to be a great pickup no matter where he goes. Yeah. And, you know, that that's your goal scoring right there. You put him with some players. He's yeah. excited to be in a new spot. Your thoughts on on perhaps Vladdy getting picked? You know, yeah, they tomorrow. don't. Yeah, it's a great point because they don't grow on trees, right? Guys who can score thirty goals, and and he can do that, and hopefully north of that, if he's fully healthy. It was an enigma. Those of us watching the games are like, you know, and it was hard last year uh, with the bubble. Uh, first, the bubble, and then this year being in studio a lot and not being in the rinks, and even when we're in the rinks, not being able to see the players at all, uh, not never getting in the rooms anymore. I don't know if we're ever going in the locker rooms again. Who knows? Um, they probably like it this way, but that's okay. But we don't get to really get the the full uh, look at uh, Tarasenko in terms of where he's at, how he practices, what he looks like in a morning skate. So if he's healthy, yes, he's your power play option. He's a goal scorer at five on five. He's got power. Um, what I know of him, he's a great person, right? So, and he's got a burn to get back and prove something. So every single one of these guys, as you guys can relate to, you've always had chips on your shoulder for one reason or another. It's made you all better athletes. I'm sure each stop along the way. And when you're wronged and you're leaving an organization, you want to prove it. And so he's an elite talent. And again, you're going to be able to fill the roster with a lot of young players and character guys, and you'll get a more than enough picks that way. But where are you going to find true goal scoring? And there he is. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and and backing of ownership is so solid here. Ronnie knows he can go to the cap if he has to. I think the expansion picks will get him to the floor. But these these owners are incredible here, and just like Bill Foley, you got to have an all-in guy that way and go for it. And prove to the building that every suite is sold, every seat is sold, and there's this long waiting list that you want to win. And there's realistic hope in the Pacific Division, right? I mean, yeah. you know, it's not going to be easy, but there's hope there. And you, sure. you just want to be playing good hockey in, in March and have your fans smell a playoff spot. That's all. Absolutely. Johnny, you're Great 100% point. right about the Pacific Division, too. That third spot is up for grabs. And I just want to follow up on Vladdy. A lot of people that I've talked to said, you know, they think Ronnie may take him and trade him for prospects. But from what you're saying, you'd, you'd like it if they just take him and put him in there and be a guy that can score goals for him. You don't see Ronnie moving him for younger picks or, or, or prospects and stuff like that. Oh yeah, I think if he if he has a package um, and and it's really enticing, and maybe I I think that would be in his wheelhouse. Yeah. I'm I'm of the opinion that you know, like Scotty said, you can plug in a guy that can that can score. Where else is this coming from? You know, and um, and it's it, as you know, it, it's hard to score in the NHL. That's the that's the key. Everybody defends well. All the goalies are good. You know, you get into this cookie cutter game back and forth sometimes. So you got to have a game breaker. Where are the game breakers? You know, every great team has one, and the guy and the teams that have a couple or three of them, they're, they're going to win a cup, right? But that's uh, that's not part of the immediate plan here. And, and let's be honest about, um, 
you know, the, the expansion draft and what Vegas did, they got a lot of guys that were similar players. Right. And that was their thing. They were like grinders. They were guys that, you know, the outliers that couldn't really find their top six position on their team. So, you know, they get left off the list and all of a sudden they have a lot of the same players proving themselves. I think Vladdy, I think Vladdy needs to play with guys that work hard and go and get pucks and find Vladdy being the high shooter. A lot of the times, like he played well with Schwartz and Shen, um, and those are the type of players that they're going to get. Could I see him playing with like a, you know, a, a Yanni Gord type of guy or a Don Skoy type of guy? Like, yeah, I do. And these guys will go work for him, get him pucks. And then, you know, that could be, that could be the recipe that you're going to find out of the expansion, let alone free agency. And I know, I know Ronnie Francis is going to throw some cash around and I hope he brings in a couple of my boys, but, um, <laughs> you know, that's, uh, that's, ex- it's, it's exciting times. Um. Jimmy, did you have a question about a yeah. defenseman that we yeah. thought was? Yeah. No, I, John, I wanted to ask you because I love the point that you made about uh, Derek England being, you know what, he's not a big name and he had a lasting impression on the Vegas Golden Knights. And this yeah. guy's a lot bigger name than him, but he's a veteran and it's Mark Giordano. If yeah. you're, if you're, the, if you're Ron Francis right now, are you taking a chance on a guy like Mark Giordano? He's got one year left, I believe, at $6.75 million, but you could bring him in right now and be your captain. And I think he's the type of guy that could have a lasting impression on the Seattle Kraken. But if you're him, are you taking him? Yes, he, he's a goods, right? Because of the human aspect of this. He's a born leader, is a leader. Great story as an undrafted guy to win a Norris Trophy. So, you know, you look at everything and you look at where he's at in his career. Now, <clears throat> worst case scenario, and I don't think either the player wants to hear about this, and I don't think the manager would want to think about He probably has to think about it, but that's not the intention. But if it, if it fell apart, you have a piece to, to work with at the deadline to give nice. him a chance to go win a Stanley Cup. Yeah, great point. And, and say, okay, thanks for trying with us. We're going to really improve for the next few years and you're going to go here and you're going to win a Stanley Cup because that would be a piece at the deadline that put any team over the top. Right. But you hope the best case Jimmy works out where he is your maybe your captain. He is the guy, the go to guy for a lot of reasons. Um, Wonderful presence in the community. I mean, these are all things you got to consider. This is a business. And um, and all of those things are just as important as whatever he brings to the table. So um, as an athlete, you know what he does, what he does bring. And, um, you know, the the end of his career, the, the late stages of it. And again, if he's on board and I'm sure these conversations have already happened between agents and players and, you know, will you will you go? And if you do go, will your family OK? You know, all these things are taken into consideration. But best case scenario, the guy's a home run. Yes. Yeah. hundred percent. Johnny, I agree, and, and that point you made at the trade deadline is absolutely bang on. And I would take Giordano too. And I want to ask you about a guy in Colorado, a guy I played with, er- er- Eric Johnson. He's 33 years old. He's got two years left at six million. I know his health is concerned. I know he had concussion problems. But if you could put Giordano and a healthy Eric Johnson as maybe your one-two, is there any check- chance you see Ronnie taking Eric Johnson, or does his health scare you? I think the health scares me. I, I, I worry about that. Um, um, I, I've got some personal, uh, you know, my son went through it at a lower level of, of college hockey, but he, but he went through it. So I know a lot about this stuff more than I want to. And I've seen it happen. And you guys have too. You've experienced it yourselves, I'm sure. So um, I guess you got to have the Intel be on the mark here. And if he's okay and everything's good and he's cleared, it's been enough time and the doctors 
uh, say it's okay. Again, you're getting a horse that can eat minutes and defend well, and you got to look at your six and who's going to get the minutes. But if you and he's a right right handed shot, so you got a lefty righty. You want to go lefty righty? Most of these coaches do today, right? Yeah. So if you do that, you, you got guys who can exceed twenty minutes if those are your lead names. Um, that's pretty good, and that's. I mean, a healthy Eric Johnson, 100%. I know him a little bit. He's a great person. So, yeah, yeah, I think so. Donnie, I wanted to bring up, uh, you know, in sport, there's a very human aspect to it. And Jimmy, myself, Obi, we all went through it. And for yourself, you've been 30-plus years in two organizations, the Hartford Whalers and the Carolina Hurricanes. You've been the voice of, of so many great games, uh, you know, a Stanley Cup championship, a couple Stanley Cup runs. Um you know the move to Saint. Uh, sorry, the move to Seattle, a big one. Uh, anything you want to share with your Carolina Hurricane fans back there? I know you have a lot. You have a great presence online. A lot of good things been said about you. Um, you know, Seattle is going to be welcomed into uh, you know a great voice to speak on their team. But a- anything you'd like to say to the Carolina fans that we have listening uh, for the time you spent with those guys? I love them. I love the. I love the Kane fans. Um, it's funny. We got there in 97 and most people are asking us why, right? We weren't an expansion team. We're a relocated team in four months. So an owner who had it with a city and a state and wanted a new building, didn't get it, couldn't leverage one. And if you know anything about Peter Carmanis, he's got a short fuse and that was it. We were gone. And and Raleigh was this new place, but it was rich in college basketball and football and NASCAR and all these things. And, you know, they didn't understand the game at all. Some transplants, but our best fans became the people who never saw the game before. The people that came to the building, watched you guys play. They were like, they were just enamored with it. So over time with the success of the team, which was kind of hit or miss, because you're right, we had some great success with uh, three trips to the conference final, two trips to the final, the cup in 06, you know, but there was a 10 year drought of nothing and the attendance started to drop off and rumors of moving the team again. Anyway, a lot of years for me um, and, and to mark time and have all these milestones and, and the Canes have had a great history, you know, with Ronnie Francis, with Rod Brindamore, Glenn Wesley, the three retired numbers, Eric Stahl, Cam Ward, you know, you go down the list, uh, remarkable people. One of my favorite coaches there of all time, Kirk Muller, as you know, so hundred percent, he was given a rough ride, but at some, at some point it happens to everybody. It happened to me. It wasn't what I wanted. Um, but again, uh, we don't always get what we want. Um, but you might get what you need, right? If you're channeling Mick Jagger, right? <laughs> and so know. what I needed was well a new beginning. What I needed was a new beginning. I get a chance to mark time with a franchise at the age of 59, which I never thought I would. Uh, hope to continue some of my national work. It looks like that may happen. But, um, yeah, this is a great chance for me. But I, I love the people in North Carolina. And um, and I think the, the Caniacs are a special breed come playoff time, as you know. Yeah, one quick story on the Caniacs. My draft year, 2002, you guys were playing game three in Carolina, uh, Detroit versus Carolina. I was part of the, you know, the hockey night in Canada broadcast with, with some of the prospects. It was me, Lupul, Jay Bollmeister, Rick Nash. We got the NHL credit card to go out to Hooters and have a blast (laughs) one night. Uh, I won't, I won't name any names or who gave me that, but, um, you guys went to triple overtime that night and it was me for the first ever time getting to experience NHL playoffs and the fans in Carolina stood on their feet 
for, you know, 125 minutes of hockey. It was incredible to see you were probably up there losing your voice at all the back and forth, but, uh, you fell on the wrong side of that one that night. I think it was a Kozlov backhand top shelf, uh, goal that ended it. Was it Larianov? Igor Larianov. The scientist. Yes, yes, the, the mad professor, scientist. Sorry, the professor. The professor. The professor. Yes, the professor. <laughs> That's right. And then and, and Datsuk was a rookie, I think. And um, and Brett Hall with a high tip with 40 seconds left in regulation tied the game. Urbe was unconscious, Arthur Zerbe <laughs> in goal. And then we go to triple overtime. 109 a.m. The game ended. I forgot where I parked my car. They called the state police because I was convinced someone stole my car. I got out there around 2 a.m. And the funny thing, and you guys can relate to it, the next day when we got there for practice, you could tell by being around the two teams who won and who lost. Carolina's will was gone. They gave it everything they had. Detroit had a $70 million payroll. Carolina had a $30 million payroll before this cap stuff. And then um, and then Detroit was renewed. He had Stevie Y on one leg. He couldn't even walk. And it was just a remarkable Shanahan, you know, a, a great group of players, Hall of Fame players left and right. Um, Luke Robitaille in the fourth line. Can you imagine? He was on a fourth so anyway, uh, great yeah. memories. Yeah, great. Yeah, memories. yeah. Jo- and Johnny, you talk about the Kaniacs, buddy. And you know, we all know what the last couple of years have been at the start of the playoffs this year when that barn was down there rocking. I truly believe it set the whole tone for the playoffs and, and and everything that went down there. Obviously, they ran into a great Tampa team. But I want to ask you about one kid that I got on my squad for the Seattle Kraken is this Jordan Martinuk. And the reason I love this kid is what I've seen in the dressing room. The hit that he put on Roman Yossi in game six was the nail in the coffin for the Nashville Predators. Is this kid as good a team guy as I think? And will Seattle maybe take yeah. him even though he's a UFA? Yeah, he, he's he's an intangible piece that any team would like to have. He, he single-handedly, OB, got uh, Svechnikov through his rookie year just off the ice. He was kind of like the big brother, and he took him under his wing. And Rod Brindamore never moved him, Svechnikov, from the third line all year. And he scored 20 goals, all at even strength as an 18-year-old. And everybody was, when the cane started to dip, oh, he should be playing with Ajo and Teravine and Sveshnikov. Move him up, move him up. Roddy is stubborn as a mule, wouldn't do it. <laughs> left, him on the, left him on the third line to learn the game, learn the defensive part, learn just the ropes. And Marty taught him all of that. He's a, he's a really, really good piece that way. You can't lose with him. You, you really can't. And I just worry about... There's a lot of miles on him, and he's had a couple of surgeries. He's had a he's had a core issue in that, but uh, if he's at full health, if he can still get around the ice, and yeah, absolutely, those guys are needed. Johnny, I wanted to ask you one thing before we let you go here. Other than Carey Price, with yeah. this with this expansion draft tomorrow, who do you think has the potential to be the face of the Seattle Kraken franchise? I mean, just to guess, I, I would say Giordano. I, I just think he would be he would be the hockey player, quote unquote. Yeah. You know, here's a hockey player. Here, you know, here's the prototype. Here's one. Um, Price is the off the charts one because of his roots here, and you know, being from around the Vancouver area. And again, I mentioned his wife and everything. And I think that would be a, a, a natural tie-in. But I mean, Mark Giordano to me looks like the ultimate warrior. He's a captain, leader, 
you, you just put the picture on a billboard and there it is, you know and I mean? That that's, that's kind of what you need. Um, so that, that would be my guess. Yeah. And speaking of UFAs and like guy like Jordan Martinuk, do you take a chance at trying to go after somebody like Gabriel Landeskog, who's exposed by Colorado and you mm-hmm. kind of get that one week to negotiate? Like if I'm, I mean, if I'm Seattle, Ron Francis, I try to get him out there for a week, show him what we got, maybe take him to Bill Gates, house and just try <laughs> to throw the, throw, throw everything at him. Cause I think that's, that, that's a guy that potentially could be your franchise player. Hundred percent. I mean, I'm just an announcer, and they showed me some things. I can't. I can't believe it went out in the water last night, and you know, and they were nice enough to do that for me. So yes, for a player, I think absolutely you could do that. Um, and in Gabe's case, again, an ex-captain. If you can, if you can get people like that, then you you really you're on to something. One guy will get earmarked as the captain, but. A lot of you guys have all had leadership roles wherever you played. You haven't forgotten how to do it. It just depends on the room you're in and all, how all that works. But in Landeskog's case, he was such a captain at a young age. He's still in the prime of his career. But I think this is really up to him. I mean, does he want to go to a team that's legitimate, a lock to make the final four and beyond? Or does he want to get on board with something like this and enticed by, they can give him a sweetheart deal, Jimmy. I mean, I know they have the resources and they will do it. So that's, you know, it's somebody's money. So it's easy to say it's no object, but I think they're all in, in terms of that. Yeah, that's awesome. Right here. Well, Johnny, Johnny, before I turn it over to Uppy, I just want to say thank you for coming on, buddy. Um, the exciting stuff, exciting things in Seattle. I'll be watching you this year on the TV or listening to you. And I can guarantee you that missing curfew will be up there at one point this year to see in Seattle. So we'll go grab a cocktail together or something, buddy. That's fine. And I've been known to forget what time it is. So I'm, I'm good with that. <laughs> and you guys, you guys, you know, congratulations on everything. Uh, you guys were great to cover when you played. And I, and I just want to tell you, keep doing this because the fans need this. You know, we need to hear your take uh-huh. where the game's at. It's, it's exciting. It's a lot of fun to listen to and watch. So continued success all the way. We appreciate it, Johnny. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, Johnny. And until next time. All right. We'll Don't talk forget soon. this. Don't yeah, forget yeah. this. Love the colors. Love, Love the, the color, colors. Baby. Go See you, boys. See you, buddy. <laughs> well, up, dog. Um, great job getting Johnny on. Uh, unbelievable guy. Um, you know, comes to Seattle. Good character guy. Seems like it'll be fun to watch on TV and listen to. So exciting times in Seattle, up, dog. Yeah, it seems like the media people up there were trying to find some glue guys because I hear nothing but the best from, from you know, guys like Kirk Muller. Like Kirky, for example, and I'm glad Johnny brought up Kirk Muller because this guy uh, was one of my favorite assistant coaches, Jimmy. Like, you know what it's like when you're a forward, you're a third or fourth line guy, you're grinding. Kirk Muller, who, you know, coached the Hurricanes, uh, has ties to Raleigh. Um, you know, his, his family grew up, his daughters there. He was a legend. And he spoke highly about Johnny and the same and back and forth, um, you know, just just good people. And it seems like Seattle's trying to just put good people together. This week's a big, a big week for the Seattle Kraken picking their team. We just did a full episode on our picks for for expansion draft. Got to pick the glue guys. Got to add some scores. Got to add some size, maybe some circus freaks in there. Um, <laughs> so it, it was it was a great chat with them. Um, nice to get an outlook from a guy that, you know, sits and watches the games, boys, and calls it and calls it with a lot of enthusiasm. If anyone's ever listened to Johnny call a game, it's great. Um, so it was uh, it was a pleasure to have him on. Yeah. Uppy, again, 
great get, especially for this week where we got going on talking all the expansion. But the one thing that I love, and like you just mentioned, he watches tons of hockey, so he knows what he's talking about, and he knows all these guys that have his intake on what guys he thinks should be on the Seattle Kraken. I love that he wanted Mark Giordano because I think that's a pick that the Seattle Kraken have to take and to get his input about basically he's a veteran guy, and if the Seattle's all in and they're having a great year, he's all excited. But you know what? If, if it goes the wrong way, they can deal him. You know what, Johnny was great. He and I loved his insight, and I'm looking forward. I just, I kind of just became a fucking Seattle Kraken fan because of him. Yeah, this is awesome. I'm with you. I'm, I'm cheering for him now too, even more because he seems like an absolute beauty. Uh, boys, that was great. The mock draft, that was a lot of fun, boys. I'm glad we did that. Next week we got UFA, so maybe we can finish off our Seattle Kraken team and get to the fucking floor, boys. And then after that, fellas, hockey's over. We're going to get some, some of our old teammates, some friends. We'll talk a little bit of other stuff. Not so much hockey all the time, but um, boys, it's an absolute pleasure with you two beauties. We'll see how the expansion draft goes. And that was Missing Curfew. Okay, Lamborghini Mercy, yo chick she so thirsty. I'm in that two C Lambo with your girl, she tryna jerk. Okay, Lamborghini Mercy, yo chick she so thirsty. I'm in that two C Lambo with your girl, she tryna jerk. Okay, Lamborghini Mercy, yo chick she so thirsty. I'm in that two C Lambo with your girl, she tryna jerk. Okay, Lamborghini Mercy, yo chick she so thirsty. I'm in that two C Lambo with your girl, she tryna jerk me. Drop it to the floor, make that ass shake. Whoa, make the ground move, that's an ass quake. Build a house up on that ass, that's an ass state. Roll, roll, roll my weed on it, that's an ass trait. Say yay, say yay, don't we do this every day? day. I worked them long nights, long nights to get a payday. Finally got paid, now I need shade and a vacay. And niggas still hating so much hate, I need an AK. Now we out in Paris, yeah, I'm Perrier. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.